0: Founding of the future. This is the way. This is the way.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 everyone welcome back to another episode of empire radio i'm drew
2: i'm jeremiah and i'm andrew
1: and wow today was kind of crazy um so we are here talking about mandalorian season two chapter 13 the jedi the on black friday on black friday on black friday Dang the well. day after thanksgiving and i don't know about you two but i actually stayed up this time
3: yeah uh, I'm i in saw Discord that with like 2 40 yeah. in the morning
1: from the <laughs> yeah I, so i, I was I, I was like my family was over um we were doing thanksgiving junk and then we stayed up super late and they left and it was like 1 10 1 13 or something i was like what i don't have that much time until the new episode comes out so why wouldn't i just or when stay did it up
3: actually drop or three time? or two a.m I thought it was 4
2: a.m. here. I know. I don't, it's four, know. It's, I don't know. It's 4 a.m. or it's 3 a.m. for me. That's but weird. It, I think But I think it's 2 a.m. for you guys.
3: That's
1: weird. Yeah, it's weird because sometimes it isn't, though.
2: Right. Well, Damn. I'll I don't. tell you one thing. I, I did just... not stay up. <laughs>
3: I didn't. That's fair. Up.
1: Well, I know I you guys just, think because I commented. I was, I I was commented super excited.
2: <laughs> I was super excited, and we were at my in-law's house, and they had these – My wife, McKay, and I, we sleep on the couches in the living room because they have two really, really, really comfortable couches. Like, I don't know what <laughs> happened to these couches, but they were blessed, especially in the, the factory, because they're super comfortable. That's and funny. so I, I literally woke up. I set an alarm. I woke up at 7, went into the kitchen, made myself a cup of coffee, walked straight back into the living room, and turned on the Mandalorian. So it was, it was the first thing. It was definitely the first thing that I did. Uh. This well, I was
1: like, I was like, maybe it's going to be on it too. Right. So then I turned right. it on. And I'm like, all right, well, we got the new, what was it, black beauty movie? I'm like, okay. So there's new stuff uploaded from yesterday. Right. Cause I, we watched all of season two yesterday as a family to catch up um, some of my wife's siblings. I haven't actually seen it. So I literally got a full refresher yesterday of season yeah. two. And so I was super pumped. Like I even more pumped than normal, which is kind of hard to believe. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I I was like do this up. I watched it with my AirPods in my bedroom, super late at night, so my wife didn't hear me. And I there's moments where I wanted to scream so loud, and I didn't. And
3: oh, I when it was oh, revealed yeah, who she I was really, looking for, oh yep. When yep, I, yep, I I had I had a physical, a loud physical reaction to that in the form no, of, I and I was like huh? the funny thing is I. Wrote Thrawn in my notes, like as like the only person I can think of is that who she's like.
1: like, Where's her master?
3: Yeah, because like they want you to think it's Moff Gideon. Like they, I feel like they, they, they implied wanted you to think that. that. I thought that beforehand. And then when she kind of told the backstory of Morgan Elsbeth about like her like creating the fleet, Starfleet for the Empire, basically like one of the main roles. Like this is something like bigger than Moff Gideon like and so I I wrote down Thrawn and then I yelled so loud at 7 45 morning. I think I woke like people trying to sleep in on their day off for Black Friday dude I'm <laughs> also
1: like sad I wasn't with you watching that like well, after I have I my reaction it,
3: recorded so
1: oh so maybe you watch out
3: maybe who knows
1: I was I was like this close Jeremiah I'm not even lying if you I mean, I'm talking, you guys, so you guys don't see, but my fingers were really close to each other, okay? But I was, like, this close to about to call you at 6 in the morning and ask if I could come over and watch the the episode with you just because of what I knew was going to happen. Oh,
3: gosh, I've been so mad, like, knowing that you knew. But I did
1: it, I just wrote OMG on our Discord, and that was it. But let's...
3: Before we get into this this episode, we should talk about our sponsorship quick. Andrew? Yes. Yeah, and this
2: one's... Uh, this one's a fairly pertinent giveaway too. Uh, now that we know, um, okay. So first of all, let's. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and say spoilers. Just spoilers. This, this is your warning, even before we talk about our sponsor. You've been warned. If you have not seen episode five of the season two or chapter thirteen, if you have not seen this episode, this is your warning. Yeah. Why are you but, not here? <laughs> okay. So uh yeah, so onto our sponsor, and you'll you'll know the reason why I said spoilers in a second, but uh onto our sponsor, we have a lovely sponsorship from Cufflinks.com. Uh and they decided to partner with us for the Mandalorian season two. And if you don't know who Cufflinks.com is, there is gonna be a word in just a moment uh from recorded by me about them to give you a little bit more information and give you some details about a special code you can use to get 15% off your next order on cufflinks.com. But one of the cool things about the sponsorship is that uh, they have given us items that we are going to be giving away and we have already been giving away thus far. Um, And this week's item is a child tie or now I guess I can say a Grogu tie.
1: There you go. yeah. There you go.
2: Again, that's why I said spoilers. But you can you can get your very own sage green. Uh, it's actually really classy looking. Grogu tie. It's got uh, little like Grogu faces. faces all over it. But it, it looks really nice and professional and whatnot. Um, and how those giveaways work uh, on Friday nights, we're recording it on a Friday night. So earlier this evening um, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the giveaway went live. You have until next Thursday, December the s- um, 4th, cr- 3rd? Uh, th- Thursday the 3rd. Thursday the 3rd. So you have until Thursday, December 3rd, 2020, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to enter. All you got to do is go to the links on our Instagram and our Facebook pages. Uh, the Instagram page is a link in our bio, and the Facebook page is uh, a pinned. It's like a pinned giveaway post, correct? Yep, correct. Cool. So go to those links. Uh, it's really easy to enter. You can do it very quickly. There are four ways that you can rack up your own entries. And if you have already entered or if you have already won, but you would like to re-enter, you still need to enter again um, because the pool for our giveaways needs to be refreshed every time. Um, so again, you it started tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on, on Black Friday, and it will go until Thursday, December the 3rd. F- at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, And that's how you enter, and you can win. We've already had uh, four really successful giveaways so far. These things work, and uh, we've had some really happy winners. So if you want to be among those winners, please go and enter the giveaway. So without further ado, if you're still wondering who Cufflinks.com is, here's a word that gives you some more context uh, about who they are and what they do hey everyone andrew here with a word from the sponsor of today's episode cufflinks.com if you didn't know cufflinks.com is the premium men's accessory marketplace and they offer a wide array of products including cufflinks ties lapel pins and much more the awesome thing about cufflinks.com is that they partnered with popular brands like star wars to bring you exclusive officially licensed products They're even coming out with new Star Wars products surrounding the release of The Mandalorian Season 2 that you're not going to want to miss. This means that you can add a dapper Star Wars element to all of your formal outfits. Want to snag something awesome for yourself? Well, put in the code EMPIRE15, that's with a capital E and no space, at checkout and you'll receive 15% off your order with no minimum purchase. Still not convinced? Well, Cufflinks.com offers incredible customer service, free shipping on orders over $100, and one-to-five-day delivery anywhere in the United States. Trust me, there's no way you could have a bad feeling about making your next purchase at Cufflinks.com.
1: All right, yeah, go make sure you check them out, and especially go check out their website, Cufflinks.com. Make sure you use the promo code EMPIRE15, that's with the capital E, at checkout. Now I feel like we've gone over lots of stuff already, and it's only been eight nah. minutes into this, so right. I think we should just dive in scene by scene, us breaking down this episode. We're gonna try to make sure this doesn't go th- until three plus hours, but I, I think don't know.
2: it's I, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, but do we want to give like a a quick summary of our thoughts?
3: Uh, oh. Don't we so, always? I, I, oh yeah. Yeah. I'll let you guys go first.
1: <laughs> That's fair. Um, I'll go first. Unless, Andrew, do you want to go first?
2: It doesn't matter. Drew, right, go, first. go first.
1: Um, within the first five seconds of this, I was blown away. I didn't think it was going to happen. It happened. Um, I'm going to say overall, 10 out of 10. Best episode we have ever seen of anything so far. Oh,
3: I was so scared to ask you if you thought the first episode out. was better. I was about the to rage The first episode,
1: I I love the first episode. Don't get me wrong. Okay, like good. as standalone, the first episode is a special place in my heart. Okay, but just as much so, this is just as special to my heart. And like the more and more I get introduced to Dave Filoni as a writer, as a a person, like everything that Dave Filoni does, like we have that hashtag hashtag give it to dave like every like the more and more i interact with him as a viewer as in like clone wars rebels anything that he's been putting out is just mind-blowing and he's saving disney and it's just it's amazing and i named my dog ahsoka and so for me like the more like ahsoka wasn't my favorite character but she's definitely high up there now and I, maybe this has a lot to do. Well, with she was gym, in your.
3: I she was in your top five, so she's
1: she's in my top five. But like,
3: she was number five, she, I think. So she she move up a little uh, spot or like two, maybe. Top,
1: I think it goes. Yeah, she's like um, four. It's hard to
0: say. Four. Right okay, now because, okay, that's fine. Yeah,
1: I don't know, but I don't <laughs> want to get into that. But like, it it the my dog. I love my dog. She literally kind of looks like a it, so. It's kind of weird. That's good. Um, but like the more and more maybe it's jeremiah's influence on me as a star wars fan but ahsoka (laughs) is like she's up there it's really hard so and then there's another character that i don't want to spoil too much yet that was name dropped and that is my by far besides maul like my favorite villain character um and so that i'm like super pumped for what potential to come granted we don't know if that's going to be this or something else we'll talk about speculation in a little bit but yeah, 10, 10 out of 10. Like, it's it's good.
3: Andrew? Uh, uh,
2: I'm going to try to keep mine short. So, Sorry. <laughs> I definitely, this is my favorite episode. Yeah. I mean, by, by a pretty big long shot. Um, the episode felt like they, in a similar way to Bo-Katan's reveal... Uh they it felt just like they they just sucker punch you like five seconds yeah. in like that, that yeah, and, I and, was and not expecting it. And to be fair, like I've talked to other people, uh other Star Wars fans on Instagram today about this, and everyone's saying the same thing. Everyone has mm-hmm. said that they weren't expecting that to happen so quickly. Um I think it did take me a little bit of time to get past the transition from animation to live action, right? which is yeah. which is under which is understandable right. but like it didn't it didn't take long i saw it twice today uh it didn't take long and like there was a part of me that i think wanted to be really picky and i i chose not to allow that to be the case because of the way i kind of ruined it for myself with the force awakens um and when i get past that i love it like i again it's my favorite episode so far it was a masterpiece um, everything from the cinematography to the the set design, the the
3: music. Oh gosh! Was mm-hmm. the way that they threw multiple yeah. times because of music musical cues.
2: Yeah, there Dude. there were a lot of motifs floating in and out of this that like, I think were brilliant. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, I was just gonna say like the motif that almost sounded like uh Jedi. Like, it had, like, a rendition of, like, maybe, like, uh indoor, like, celebration music, kind of, I feel like. I missed my Where? It, it, At the end? It, yeah, it was, like, near the end. Oh, okay. And it kind of, like, he was playing, like, the flute of the Mandalorian song, but then it kind of had, like, a uh indoor celebration music kind of flow. And I could be wrong. There there's something about that reminded me of G- Jedi. Yeah. And it was yeah, you're right, Andrew. It was it
0: was so good. Uh,
2: but yeah, this was for me. A masterpiece of like what Star Wars could be and should be, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I and, and keep in keeping things short, that's kind of the the end all like final thought is like we have, we have now seen what Star Wars can be under Disney if the yes. right people are involved, you yes. know? And I had a really, and, and don't let me forget about this, I had a really interesting conversation with my, with my brother-in-law, who's also a Star Wars, Star Wars fan, and he just recently binge-watched, because he had never seen The Mandalorian, he just recently binge-watched, like, this last week, all of season one, and all the first four episodes of season two. Loved it, right? So we had an interesting conversation that I want to bring up later. So don't let me forget. Um but he's yeah, the one I that didn't
1: want to watch the Disney stuff, right? Am I right? Um
2: he's he's the one that he watched the Disney stuff, Yeah, like and he like was, appreciated them, but like wasn't a super big fan. Right. Um and he's he's also been borrowing expanded universe novels from me, so he really likes that stuff. Um but uh yeah, I loved it. And in a nice transition here. My first thought when I got done with the episode, before anything else, was I wanted to know what Jeremiah thought. Yeah, me too. And I was very like, I (laughs) was so happy. Like, I can't, I can't explain to you, Jeremiah, how much better this episode became when I got your initial response in Discord. Yeah, because I thought tonight's episode could potentially
3: suck because of that yeah right now you're just saying that like i'm already starting to tear up just a little bit because of this episode oh gosh like damn just
1: the more i think of,
3: the more that i think about this episode the more i love it um and i did okay i just want us just get two tiny tiny nitpicky things out of the way right now and then we'll talk about all the amazing stuff but i just want like, yeah. two nitpicky things um one we already talked about like months and months ago was the transition to a different voice of Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Rosario Dawson did a very good job, but I would say that her voice is a little bit lower in pitch than we're used to with adults Ahsoka. So that was just a mm-hmm. little nitpicky thing. Right. Like she could have raised the pitch of her voice a little bit and it would have been more spot on. So that's one little nitpicky thing. And the one bigger nitpicky thing was that Ahsoka's uh, leku were a lot shorter in, in yep, live yes. action than they yeah. were in animated in um
0: Rebel, yeah. Rebels. Yeah,
3: it was more yeah. closer to what they were in Clone Wars. Where yes, because in the Rebels it goes down to almost her hips, and then here in like in Clone Wars it's down to about her armpit. So that was just... Yeah. At first I got what's something, something different about her leku, but then I realized yeah. it was a little bit shorter. So. Those are the two and, only and, things that I yeah, And
2: about. I Absolutely. I have one thing too that is, is pretty much, it's stupid. But one thing <laughs> I would say to the Leku is yeah. that I think it was because of the weight. I Like I legitimately Possibly. think it was, a, it was a practical thing. Yeah. Um, you know, because like one of the things we don't want is we don't want a CG Ahsoka head. You True. know, like that would have True. been terrible. But the, my thing is like we don't really see her use a reverse grip with her Shoto until
3: mostly okay. until the end of the episode.
0: Oh you, oh yeah. yeah.
3: I I noticed when I saw her do that like I well I, but I, you knew it was
2: on. But but that's the thing is I think
3: that's her signature ref, move.
2: So, but to to completely refute my picky thing, I think it added more emphasis to the moment at the very end when she did it when she right. actually did it. So, right. and it, it it doesn't matter, you know.
3: It's yeah. again, But anyway, but my overall thoughts back to that, I, I was of all of us, I was the most nervous about live action Ahsoka. Yeah, Dude, we were
1: we were nervous because you were nervous,
3: and so I am for for what the transition from animation to live action could be. I think it's the best that they can do, and I'm very impressed by yeah. Rosario Dawson's portrayal of live yes. action Ahsoka um and i the whole episode i was just in shock like just the episode by itself like apart from how much i love ahsoka it it was just mind-blowing the whole episode and the fact that ahsoka is in it was just so intense for me like i couldn't even believe any of it going I, i just couldn't believe it and as we'll get into later, but there's so much more I want to know about Ahsoka now (laughs) yeah, and about her, who she, how she sees herself, which we'll get into. Um, But yeah, this is, this is probably, this is for sure, probably the best episode of Mandalorian and it might be the best Star Wars ever made yet. I don't know yet if I want to go that far. because Because I, you guys know, I love my, clone wars last four episodes of season seven so yeah that's a pretty big deal for, to hear you say that well so and
1: also like you're a huge like clone wars animation fan for star wars yeah. and for you to say a live action can potentially be better like, yeah i kind of give me chills like, i'm still
3: almost like almost teary-eyed right now so like <laughs> I'm, we should yeah. just jump into let's
1: get into it before jeremiah cries scene by scene unless um, we want jeremiah to cry i guess
3: well, is this being recorded? Or... Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Good. So I can cry, and no one will ever know.
2: Um, uh, no, I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want Jeremiah to cry right now. So let's 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 dive
3: into. All it. right. So when Bocatan said to go to the forest planet of Corvus, I was thinking all kinds of green trees. Yeah, I was and... like thinking indoor, like a civilized yeah. indoor. Yeah. Yeah and we go into this dark brown yeah night and i'm like what is going on what what is this place and and then like there's big giant gong getting hit and then everyone's rushing around and flooding i'm like and i'm rushing out into the woods and are like i'm like what is going on like this isn't ahsoka out there like no this is there's there's a conflict on this planet and Ahsoka's going to come to, like, help or something like that. Like, intervene later on in the episode. And then Jaren's going to, like, get thrown into this mess, too. And you see the soldiers running away from the camera. I'm like, what is going on? Okay, whatever. And then I see the two lightsabers. I'm like, I I couldn't believe it. That I did not expect that reveal so fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just shocked. Yep. And yeah. That whole scene of her just mowing everyone down. Yeah. Was yep. beautiful. Where she turn it on quick, kill someone, turn it off, hide in the, the fog, yep. in the dark, in the shadows. Yep. And I'm like, Ahsoka is like no joke. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, I I wasn't I mean I said this before I was not I was not expecting that at all. Um but it, the interesting thing it, did you read the description of the episode before you jumped in?
3: I did but I just read it and didn't even think much of it. Okay, so like, so it, it talks about, about how, magistrate.
2: Yeah, it was like a magistrate makes an evil magistrate makes a powerful enemy. And I was like okay, well this is cuz I read it before I clicked on it. Yeah. I was like okay, well this is probably Ahsoka, you know, we've been leading up to this. It would not be a surprise if we saw her at some point, maybe midway to the end of the episode. But then my brain started going really fast because I saw the, the, the magistrate and Kang, Kang. I don't know the other guy's name. It, it, It was something with a K. He, um, he was up there and I was like, I think that's the magistrate. And then the guys were running away. And I was like, Are we about to – and right about the time I started asking myself the question was when I saw the lightsabers. I was like, (laughs) well, you dirty sons of a guns over at Disney, like ripping the Band-Aid off 10, 15 seconds into the episode real time. Like um, I loved – I loved the way she used her surroundings. There's there's a lot of like samurai martial arts movie influences in this episode just in general Um, because like here's a fun fact. The woman and I'm blanking on her name. I looked it up and I forgot it. Diana woman, Lee,
3: Inosanto. Yes,
2: she's a martial artist. Yes, I looked a very her up good. Too. Uh, yeah, well, she's her... a very good martial artist, and her father yeah. was Bruce Lee's training partner.
1: Yeah, and that is Bruce Lee's uh, goddaughter.
2: Yeah. yeah, which makes a lot of sense, you know. But um, yeah, seeing seeing her use her surroundings and pick them off one by one in such a smart way was incredible i mean the choreography was great the way she used her lightsabers was incredible the way she used the force was great um and it and it and it was i mean but it was shocking there was a shock factor to it too it's like my wife didn't even know what to think of the episode like 15 minutes after we watched it because it was because like there was no buildup. it was just Boom! Right in your face, and she's she's there, and she's like flicking stuff with the force to redirect them, misdirect them, and then she's like cutting people down, and then she she's like, "Uh, "You'll give me the information that I want, and you have one day." And I was like, "Well, that was a freaking whirlwind whiplash experience if I've ever yeah ever had one, but it was great. I mean, it was it was everything. There was something very." Organic about the whole scene, mm-hmm. yeah. That, and that was different from the prequels, like the Jedi fighting in the prequels. I think in a right. good way.
3: Yeah, this was. Mm-hmm. See, what's different about this that opening scene with Ahsoka is, we don't, I don't, we don't see in any Star Wars, whether the, the animated shows, or in the movies. Someone with a lightsaber mowing down like mm-hmm. people, like we see, like I guess Anakin in Attack of the Clones with the Tusken right. Raiders, yeah. But like, and then I guess with Kylo Ren in opening of Episode Nine. But like, this is this like she's like systematically hunting down these soldiers, yeah. And we see people dying, and this, that that's something that stuck out with me is that. Ahsoka seemed somewhat ruthless. Like, she killed all these living people. And yeah. I, wh- But what I did like was when she finally jumps the wall, she yeah. does th- let that one guy, unarmed yeah. guy, run yeah. away. So, that, okay. She's only killing armed people. Um, but it was just her killing all these people. It was just like, we've only seen her mow down droids before. Like, we don't yeah. see her kill people.
1: Yeah. And so... Well, and like... When I, I watched it a second time with my wife and her siblings, and the first question they asked me was like, "So is she a vid- like vigilante?" And I was like, she "I never no thought Jedi. of a Ahsoka like like a vigilante, like a Batman character. Like she's okay with killing certain people but saving other people. Like she picks and chooses, and I never really thought of her like that. And I guess kind of like yeah, I was like." Kind of, like, I don't think that's what they're trying to portray. They're portraying, like, how bad these people are and their leader is and how ruthless they've been to so many people that she has to go to the next level. And I feel like she's been there for a while. If Bo-Katan knew that she was was there.
3: Yeah, thinking that, like, how much of the deforestation – yeah. Because the magistrate was trying to hunt down and kill Ahsoka. Right. Like, it's almost like she's been there for months and months or even years trying to get into yeah. this town. And the magistrate is using all of her resources to just burn down the forest. So she has nowhere to hide type right. of thing. Cause it does, like Drew said, it's like, it's not like she just got there a couple days ago and is trying to she no. just track her down. Like, the fact that Boguton knows that she's there, yeah, like it's been a while.
1: Yeah, unless unless it comes out where like Boguton just left,
3: right, and then oh, all right. this
1: happened. Like, but then that wouldn't make sense either, because then why would the Frog Lady's husband know of these Mandalorian people that are hanging right. out? Like, it's kind of right. like it seems like one has been some like Bogaton and her her buddies, her WWE buddies, have been hanging out. <laughs> At, at this water planet for a hot minute and then now you have Ahsoka over here. Like it's kind of weird. Like I would I'm very interested to see their last communication and how yeah. they know where each other are essentially. Um and you you get that in a later like you get you know that Ahsoka's on edge until she sees the child. Then you you feel like her presence changed significantly and we're gonna get way more into that. But like you can just tell, like her mood, like goes from, like a hundred level hundred to like, like oh I'm calm. This is good. I'm, I'm so yeah. happy right now. Yeah. And you can just tell, and it's really <clears throat> r- like very pro pro. Uh, I can't talk right now. It's just it's amazing.
2: Right so here. I as really quickly as a speaking to the vigilante thing, many would consider Ahsoka a gray Jedi, um, and. There, balance. We've talked about this in a a, can- a Cantina discussion, but the balance to the force, in my opinion, is is comes on a personal level, and it's acknowledging the dark without letting it consume you. You acknowledge it's yeah. there, and you even use it sometimes, but you you don't you don't become so far into the light that you become arrogant and blinded, and you don't go so far into the dark that you lose yourself. You find this balance in between, and I think one thing that Ahsoka has always done. And I think was instilled in her by Anakin is that sometimes you 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 get dirty and you do stuff that you don't necessarily like doing for the greater good, and that's part of like keeping that internal balance where it's like okay yeah you know what they're they're trying to kill me and maybe I do have to kill a few people but it's because these people are associated with a larger evil, and to make sure that I save innocent lives I have to do that and so,
3: um it, you know. But- We'll talk about it later, but your kind of view on that might be off because she doesn't want to train uh Grogu because of the potential of evil.
1: Well and so I mean we we can get into that later, yeah, but I right. kinda have like a kinda counter to that as well.
3: Um Um but anyway, just quick in that opening scene did you guys and then we hear it throughout the episode the owl. Yeah. Yeah, well we saw yep. it. So we saw the owl later on, and I'm like, I saw an owl, but it was very different than the animated owl. It was owl. very dark. It, it was, was a dark, dark colors. Yeah. But like, it was more like. It was taller. taller. Yeah. And, and then in the animated shows, is more round. And so it kind of threw me a little bit. And then I kind of stopped and paused and looked at it. like, all right, it's probably the tail is a skinny tail. So it is yeah. Mori, which is the daughter manifested as an owl. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was just a cool Easter egg nugget. And then the episode. getting this one out of the
2: way, obviously we have a Sokka's theme. Oh, dude. In
3: various spots.
2: In, when it, they interweave it in.
3: Yeah. When, yes. when she kills the last person and she's hiding in the, the fog and the magistrate says, show yourself. Yeah. And it pauses and then says Jedi. And she reveals herself, and that music started playing. I almost started crying. Like, yeah, and it was funny because it was we saw the most intense Ahsoka's ever been, and it comes in with a very soft, quiet, innocent yeah. music, and this is who Ahsoka really is at her core. Um, and the one thing that, uh, that I, that I thought they should have done was when the magistrate says. Show yourself and then pause and says, Jedi. Ahsoka should have stepped forward, ignited her lightsaber, and says, I am no Jedi. Like, I thought that I, would Yeah. I feel like so at great. this point,
2: she's so used to hearing it, she just doesn't correct people.
3: Right. And, you it, know, like, she's like, okay, whatever. But you can tell throughout this episode that she doesn't acknowledge herself as a Jedi. Sure. Like, she talks about the Jedi, and but never associates herself as a Jedi or with the Jedi Mm -hmm. in a sense, which is just innocent, uh, not innocent, but like interesting that she would, she she was careful not to step on any toes with semantics, I guess you could say. Sure, Um, But in that scene, when she talks to the magistrate, she says that she's seeking some knowledge from the magistrate. And I'm like, what is this knowledge? What is, I got to know what this is. And she's like, I'm going to give you one day yeah to whatever and it's also very clear
2: in that scene that the magistrate is evil they do a really good job of like very clearly you know through the use of the 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 slave or the villager the enslaved villager i guess where she's like how how many lives is is this information worth to you because i don't care about any of them and i'm like okay well we know who the bad guy of the episode is now boom (laughs) you know it's like it's it's they did it very quickly very easily and now we know okay, we have the good side, who obviously is Ahsoka, but then we have we have the, the bad side. And I, mm-hmm. I just really like the way they did, they did that quickly. There was no explanation, you know, extra explanation necessary. It was just, boom, here's your good, here's your bad.
3: Let's go, you know? Yep. And so then after this, it goes to uh, Din Djarin and the child. And the child wants to get the little ball again from the little... Uh, Shifting the sticker, knob handle, knob handle, whatever, and he uses the force not to just pull it but to twist, yeah, it, twist it, which was really cool. And uh, when they leave the ship, Mando sees that he did that like, You're not supposed to, I told you to leave it, by. and he puts it in his pocket. And so, I knew that was going to come into play as later in the episode when it was ha- with the rock, I was like, He's gonna reach for the Yeah. um, Yeah. As soon as
1: as soon as he threw the rock and he realized that there's something else, like later on, I knew right away it was gonna be that thing that it was purpose, which was really cool. I liked it.
3: So he gets to the town and they let him in because they see him as a mercenary, like a bounty hunter, and they could use him as hire. So he gets in the town and everyone in the of the people in the town, they just start like Leaving the streets when he gets in, and he tries to talk to one guy with some kids, and he's like, "You shouldn't talk to me." He like, go, blah, 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 and then like two guards come and take him to the magistrate because she wants to see him, and she's like, hey, "I'm having trouble with a Jedi, and I need I like, you." Wow, that's convenient timing for her. I yeah. know. <laughs> well if 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 it's been months possibly that she's been dealing with like that's true yeah like this is her like the guards probably radioed in like there's a mandalorian out here and so she she even brings up the whole yeah conflict like this is your ancient enemy like this is the will of the force basically that you're here to fight the (laughs) jedi and so and
1: and you know by like when she. reveals that she has Baskar. Like, she understands, that, like, he has this metal on him that a lightsaber cannot cut, swipe through. So, like, she, when she heard that he was here, like, he was like, she was like, yes, heck yeah. Like, this guy can p- potentially do it because he has the technology to survive
2: this. Now, was really cool. I, I don't ever remember them saying before this episode that you... A lightsaber couldn't cut through Beskar. So uh, what I,
3: what my th- knew before was that it could deflect a lightsaber. Yeah, but like if you were like to do like a straight on like stab, if you slowly stab, it It, th- it, will it would eventually go it. through. Sure. And so, like when Ahsoka does fight Mando briefly, like it was very interesting when how he was holding her two sabers back with her his forearms. Like, yeah, I assumed that something like that would eventually go through
2: or something maybe it's because it's pure beskar and not you know maybe maybe there's a possibility that some armor is is a mixture of like if they don't if they don't have full beskar available maybe it's
3: yeah just like the magistrate even says like this staff is pure beskar like she wanted to make that known and you know that comes into play at the end when she fights ahsoka like it's resi- very resistant to the to lightsaber so yeah. um which which, which like, further
2: made it further deepened the whole you know the mandalorians pretty much crafted their armor and their weapons to combat jedi yeah. whole deal like it just made it just even more believable and and more rooted in the star wars universe for me because i was like oh well this makes total sense because she just tried to cut him and he blocked it with his gauntlets you know
1: yeah and like as like a deep fan like we know this but as a viewer you don't really understand that like you understand like the mandalorians fought like legend like jedi like it's it's been written in huron's past or whatever she like the the armorer said like and so we understood this as a viewer for the mandalorian but we didn't understand the like significance of baskar and like how severe it is and we keep getting reminded at like episode after episode like this Baskar is, one, very valuable, the most valuable metal in all the galaxy. Two, now we understand 100%. Like, if you're a Jedi, you can't just, like, mow people down because if they're wearing bascar, Baskar, it's not going to work. And so it just shows even more – it adds more value to him and how much of us – like, he sticks out like a sore thumb so much when he goes anywhere. <laughs> and it's really interesting the way – that John Favreau and Dave Filoni are like writing this story and writing this yeah. character, and I I yeah. love
0: it. It's, it's sweet.
3: Yeah, for sure. So, um, so the deal is that if he can kill Ahsoka, he will get this staff, yeah. which was because we haven't. I don't think we've seen that weapon at all yet. Oh, the, a spear. a staff. From the, uh, so, like, we've seen, which I was just thinking about, we see Ahsoka with a metal staff at the end of Rebels, which I think it has, like, a ring on the top of it or something. It does, yeah. And so, like, yeah. I don't, I was like, is, I was thinking now, like, is that somewhat related? Like, does she have, like, a Mandalorian staff or something like that?
1: Gandalf staff. Because if
3: she's first. been in contact with Bo-Katan.
2: I don't, I don't think, I think it's more of a coincidence than them being related. Okay. Because I, I I feel like a hundred percent pure Beskar
3: staff is very difficult to come by. Well you yeah. Know? But it's just like like even then like what is that staff that Ahsoka has in Athena at Rebels like oh, why also, would you even have it?
1: Like, what's that timeline? Yeah. And that's that's other things that we need to consider and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but yeah. It's very interesting what timeline we are in and
3: yeah so right after this we go we we follow mando out in the wilderness out in the burned forest tracking ahsoka and he's like well we're at the coordinates of where she's supposed to be or whatever yep and he hears something and he really oh it's just one of those weird four-legged i appreciated those yeah i I, I don't know it, what they it, were, but it was, I it was them. the
2: nice extra touch of like this could just be a forest, but because they're in the background, just kind of throughout. Yeah. It, it,
3: it I don't know, it just made it, it better. adds life to it. Yeah. It adds yeah. life to
1: the wilderness. Yeah.
3: And Mando's like false alarm. Like it was just the monsters. LOL. And then Ahsoka does her Classic come from the sky with two lightsabers down on him, and yeah. they do a he he's just deflecting with his his forearms and um use then he uses his flamethrower to burn her cloak mm-hmm. and she like does like a little like twirl spin acrobatic thing out of that, and as she's about to attack next, he's like Ahsoka Tano. and she stops
1: well, you missed it, oh yeah, cling. you missed
3: the <laughs> yeah. rope. Oh she yeah! Tied him was,
1: up, and then she smiled and jumped over the tree. I yeah. mean,
3: all and, of it was like it was expertly so choreographed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. Oh, so it, was sexy. it was great. Yeah. yeah, that's just like smart fighting there, like where she's aware of her surroundings. And now this
2: again, I didn't catch it because I was in shock until the second time, <laughs> but this was very much her. Like this is this is the resourcefulness and mm-hmm. the skill that we've seen in Ahsoka prior. This it, it just like it makes sense to me. Yeah, that she would do the thing with the with the cloak. It makes sense to me that she would jump and then use her lightsabers to break the the line from behind her. Like all of this, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna probably gonna keep saying this, especially in the scene later on. But like everything screamed Ahsoka to me in a really good way.
3: So yeah and so when she's about to attack again like I said Mando yells Ahsoka Tano and she freezes and he's like Bo-Katan sent me we need to talk and then it's like a freeze frame on her and you see her eyes look over just like twitch over and she kind of straightens up with a little like smirk like I hope it's about him (laughs) and her entire demeanor relaxes and she's no longer sees Mando as a threat because there's a little baby Yoda that she hasn't seen forever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I hope it's about about him. And... And like I was, was saying elite. earlier,
1: it's like she became that Ahsoka who loves things. Like yeah. that Ahsoka who has that the innocent heart of a child Ahsoka that we love yeah. in Clone Wars. And like that Ahsoka that we... Care not this um going through and mauling people Ahsoka which is dope I love that Ahsoka too but I do really appreciate this kind-hearted cariness Ahsoka that like they portrayed it really well and like Dave Filoni like handled this scene very perfectly I think yeah and I don't know sure. I mean Jeremiah correct me if I'm wrong Ahsoka expert here but I feel like they did this really well and like you you understood that she potentially maybe have recognized him. Like she, she saw this, the child in the background and was like, I hope it's about him. And like, she instantly let go of her lightsabers and let them put them on her side. And she was no longer afraid of man, Mando clearly she could have destroyed him probably anyway. So oh, like, yeah, whatever. But it was more of like, Hey, like I kind of recognize, I for sure recognize him as potential, like he looks like Yoda, but maybe like they train together as younglings. Technically, he's technically older than her, so I don't know how that works. But it was just really cool, and like you, I loved it. I love that transition from like super intense to super like from zero to a hundred. Like she was at a hundred, she went back down to zero, and she was that Soka that we we know and love.
2: The the thing I don't think it's necessarily like two separate Ahsoka's per se like the super intense like deadly one versus the more familiar one I think what they did was they did a great job of portraying an Ahsoka that has been really hurt and been on the run and had to fight for herself who has also retained the best parts of well, herself yeah, too. Yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying that's that's
0: like,
1: what i was i was trying to say I guess. oh sure sure like it's more like, like it, you know that she's struggling she's like really like she wants to save these people group and she's having a hard time and she's struggling yeah. and she potentially been hiding in these woods for a long time and then you get like all real a sigh of relief almost and you feel that with her in this one little scene and it's so quick and like yeah. i don't know if every like a casual fan will catch that, but as a Star Wars viewer, like diehard Star yeah. Wars fan that I am, I understood that right away. Like I understood that she was relieved, I guess. Like yeah. Almost something came off of her and it was really cool.
3: Sure. Yep. And so right after this scene, it goes to the evening of that day where Mando is pacing back and forth and we see... Ahsoka sitting down with the child with like a lantern or I think it was. Yeah. And they're just looking at each other and the child is kind of making little like sounds and, but you can tell that they're connected in some way that they're communicating some way. And you see it in Ahsoka's face that she's responding to things going on in the child's mind and i I really like how rosario dawson was able to portray this scene yeah with because i could i could see ahsoka's expressions in her face Mm -hmm. about like how she kind of has small smirks and how she kind of like um closed her eyes kind of and like nodded a little bit like i feel like that's very ahsoka yeah and um I was like, what is she learning? What is she mind reading? Is she doing right now? And she, it ends with like, like a big smile on her face. Like she finally mm-hmm. got all the information she could get and she's relieved at what she got. And so she picks up the child cause the child reaches out to her. And yeah. like, wants like, all right, we're done. Now pick me up. <laughs> like, so she picks up the child and she walks over and uh, they sit down with Mando and he's already, he's like, kind of like, you know, like, uh, like a parent who's the, their child he's is with ner- the doctor. He's a nervous dad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. The, the child was in, just got out of surgery or something. And he's like, what happened? Like, what, what, like, did you, did you speak? Do you know each other's language? Do you know what he says? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, uh, I can understand him in a sense type of, however she phrased it. And so I'm like writing notes and, I think my, my eyes were down looking at my notes and she said Grogu. Like I didn't, so I didn't, I didn't like, my reaction was like, huh? Grogu. Like, is that the species name or is that the the child's name? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was kind of like acting like Mando for a second. Like, where I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, what's going on? What the heck is Grogu? So we learned this is his name. Yeah. So do you guys like it or don't like it? I like it.
1: Sounds like a frog, but whatever.
3: <laughs> I mean, it sounds like know. it sounds like a Star Wars name.
1: Yeah, like, no, it, it's fine.
3: I, yeah, it, it's I, sto- I it know. sounds like a Star Wars name, and I really I think it's really fitting for the child. Like, yeah, oh yeah, because there's other Star Wars names like that it wouldn't sound, make make sense. Yeah. Like, if it like was it's... like like Shock like that, that's a name that does not fit the child right no but grogu sounds like yeah something that we would and i like when
1: he said it like the child reacted like right away instantly yeah almost like a dog that when you say its name like it it knows it right away you know yeah and it and it's like really cool like how they they were trying to make sure that the audience knew that we're no longer calling this the child You can stop calling it Baby Yoda because it's not the same
2: as a casual (laughs) viewer. Even though the internet will not (laughs) do that.
1: But as a casual viewer who doesn't understand that this is after Yoda has died, now you know that this is not the actual Baby Yoda, so stop saying that. And I feel like it's almost like kind of like uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, like how can we fix this problem? Right. I, uh, I feel like bit. a
3: lot of this story was already written way before season 1 even started airing. So, oh,
1: well, maybe. Uh, Cuz even uh, the I'm thing okay with the
3: even the thing with the the little silver ball, like that's from Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that is from, second that episode. Is from season one. Yeah, season 1. So, chapter 2 yeah, or whatever. So like or chapter so, yeah. 3. So like even then they no, already chapter knew chapter
1: 2. No, well he gives it back to him in chapter 3.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So like Right. They've been planning the significance of that ball for a while. But Yeah. Anyway, um
1: Yeah, I'm I, I'm okay with it. I like oh, it. Yeah. I think it's fine. And it's so
3: really then cool. yep, after we learn the name, we learn a lot of details about the child or Grogu. I gotta get used to saying that now. I know yeah, I yeah, don't even weird. know if Grogu, I to pronounce yeah. it properly. Grogu we we learn so much. But also not a lot at the same time. Like right, we have so right. many we have so many questions. <laughs> oh, but, <yeah. laughs> but she says that he was trained by many Jedi at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and at the fall at the end of the Clone Wars at the fall of the Empire or at the rise of the Empire, he was hidden, but then was taken from the temple. And after that, um his memory went dark. Lot felt lost, and then he uh, tried to hide his abilities. I thought
2: that the hiding and the taking away from the temple were one and the same, where like he was hidden and taken for his safety, or was well, it that he that, was hidden in the temple and then taken? That's
3: from... I literally was. I watched it like five or six times before we record that her phraseology yeah. there, yeah. and I, I don't know. It could go either way. I feel like. That's when I think when my interpretation, what I'm gonna go with is that when Anakin with the 501st went to the Jedi Temple and killed all the Jedi, I think the Jedi that were there hid the child at that moment. Mm. And then whether in that same time frame or maybe, you know, days later or something. They found the child and took. And they took him away. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I I don't really know for sure. Um, well, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have not been at the temple, right? Because it says he was taken from the temple. Yeah, and so that makes sense. That makes sense.
1: Do you think the five oh first? Like, you think that the Jedi hit him, and then somehow the like the.
3: This is my theory. I think that in the next episode, or or whatever episode happens, when he is at that Jedi Temple, and the child is meditating on a thing, I think we're going to see a flashback. And Dude, I yes. I would not doubt if we see a flashback to Order 66 in the Jedi Temple. That would be incredible. And oh. I'm really hoping Hayden Christensen is the one that takes him. Oh. That's what I want. Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa.
1: There has been room. Oh, my.
3: How would How would that work? I think...
1: Like, goes back and grabs him?
3: Goes back and... I, because if if or he's taken... If he's hidden in the temple during Order 66, and right. during that, there's not a delay of time, but, like, in that same time frame, before Anakin leaves, he oh. finds a child in a hidden spot somewhere, because he can sense the, a being somewhere in a room or whatever, in a right. hidden spot. And it would be very interesting wow. if like we get like a flashback of that. Because I feel like we will see a flashback of of his yeah backstory, I and mean, it if it takes flashbacks. place during Order sixty six, like they have to put Hayden Christensen in there. Like true. even even if it's not him finding the child, like having him right. from the child's perspective, like looking between like two like slots in a door or something like that. Sure, like, sure. She, or like
1: hiding as you can hear little kids dying. Oh no,
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no. he,
2: no. he could have been true. up in that
3: room with the true. other younglings. True. No
2: one oh, wants to see heavy. the youngling die. I no want one to see the youngling die. No, I, knew. I oh do. Oh my gosh, that's terrible.
1: <laughs> I don't. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, because technically, like, he's not, he's not a youngling, right?
3: Well, yeah, that's to be debated. It's, it's uh, from a certain point of view, but
1: because <laughs> he's been trained right. with the Jedi since he was
3: so okay, very
2: young. But it hold on, let's pause. Pause here. Let's get back to the
3: the walkthrough before we get it. Yeah, before well, we get into this. So okay, so that's that part of the thing, and um, Ahsoka does ask, does he still wield the Force? And has and was like, well, he has his powers, and she's like, well, the powers comes from the Force, which is created by all living things. Blah blah. blah. She's like, well, I'm gonna test him in the morning. So that's kind of like we'll end right at that spot for. That part, but discussion on um, the like the timeline aspect of this, because uh-huh. I was th- because I was thinking earlier, like before like a couple few days this past week, that I was trying to figure out Ahsoka's um, entrance into the Jedi Order in comparison to Anakin's, and if I did my math right, Ahsoka went into the Jedi Order a year before Anakin did. Based on her age when she was, I think it was three or four, and she's like five years younger than Anakin. So, based, I did the math, and so she was like nine when he went in, and she would sure. have been like four. So, there's a five year difference in age. So, she would have been in the Jedi Temple and trained by Jedi longer than Anakin, but Anakin, obviously, because he's a chosen one advanced so fast that he surpasses Soka. but right. the fact that Baby Yoda is about uh, who? Who? Grogu is about <laughs> the same age as Anakin and that he was trained by Grogu was trained by many Jedi that he was probably there as long or if not longer than Anakin in the temple right
2: yeah. Well, and and the and the th- I want to make clear that like the the trained by many masters comment that just happened naturally as young well, as a young because they young.
1: all they all were right like they rotated not,
2: they through different do. masters.
3: I guess when I kind of think of like being trained, I yes, it's like a wide variety of trainers, but like I also kind of associate being trained by like a like a a Padawan and their master type of thing. And I felt like because of his, his development restraint and how old he was that he, he couldn't have be a Padawan necessarily because no. he was like a baby kind of. No, he would have it, still been a youngling. Well, I'm saying because, because of his developmental restrictions, just, like he couldn't be a Padawan right. because he couldn't move like an adult type of thing. Right. Correct. And so I feel like with that, he had special training that was different than everyone else. And so this trained by a lot of Jedi reference is different than just the general, oh, everyone gets trained by everyone type of thing. Mm-hmm. It was – he got special training because of his uniqueness of needing to learn a, a unique way. See, well, I mean was, I was he it could, as in like, it could go either way. Yeah.
1: Because right. they could just keep him in, in the as, classes longer. Yeah. You know because as a youngling you are like in a class and you don't have like a, a zach like master over you. Yet. <laughs> he
3: wasn't a super senior he was a super kindergartner yeah, yeah. like
1: <laughs> yeah it's more of like you know like you when obi-wan goes and talks to o- obi or yoda, yoda
3: with the kids yeah and then
1: there's all the kids and then they talk it's like kind of like that like Mm-hmm. They all are, when they're that young, they do see multiple Jedis. And that's the way I was doing It's yeah. more of like that, not, and she's just trying to say like, hey, Mando, there's a lot of Jedi. There were at one point a lot of Jedis and he already has been trained by lots of Jedi. And
0: he's well, shutting
1: his brain down because, or he's disconnecting from the force because he doesn't want to be found. Because I will these tell Jedis you we're getting hunted.
2: That it is confirmed. Like if you read the Master and Apprentice novel, it it talks about um the selection process for, and this is canon selection process for padawans and their masters. Mm-hmm. And it talks about, and then in Jedi Count Dooku Jedi Lost, it actually talks about Yoda selecting Dooku as his padawan. You know, and how it is, it is very like you said, Drew. There are classes, and they you're just a pa- you're just a youngling <laughs> until, like, until you you get chosen as a padawan. And sometimes, like, sometimes padawan like, younglings don't get chosen for multiple years. They can be a part of the the choosing process, but they might not get chosen. And right. you know, until the until the right master comes along. And so, like, they they would be learning saber skills from someone, and then learning like force, you know, like working with animals with someone else. And you know, like it, it it's kind of like Hogwarts in a sense you know kind of like that vibe you know where you're in a class and well and and like what jeremiah
1: was saying like yeah probably jeremiah like he didn't get chosen by a certain jedi master because he was because
3: he was he he's taking was too
1: long he's <laughs> <laughs> taking way too long he has
3: he has to be in kindergarten for like 300 years before yeah he can... <laughs> exactly but and, but that does yeah. be- beg the question like how powerful was he before he kind of muted, hid his ability and kind of forgotten his ability? Like, I wonder if when he goes to the Jedi Temple, if, like, it's the Force it Awakens, in a sense, Ooh. within him, where, like, it's it creates well,
2: a... I will get into this later, but if there was going to be any place that that was going to
3: happen, it will be on Tython. Correct, I I, I yep. feel like there would be an he's gonna have an awakening where he's going to be more of a sidekick. Like it'll turn out to be a sidekick to Mendo where they can Does work he together. Like
1: grow? Is he gonna grow? Like, grow like there, I no.
3: <laughs> I really hope not. That he gets a cane
1: weird. all of a sudden.
3: Nah. <laughs> he he summons like Kyra crystals out of the temple and like has a lightsaber gets gets to uh, make a lightsaber but anyway
1: a purple one
3: stop hey. <laughs> oh and i that brings that yeah, forget it i have another nope, theory but no, that, yep. Okay. Yep, yep. okay okay yep, yep. so uh soka so we learned about all this stuff about grogu and so says well we'll talk about it in the morning yeah and what do a lot of people like to do first thing in the morning when they wake up and you dirty son of a gun did I steal what uh, you were going to do?
2: No. I just – I hate how simultaneously good and cheesy that segue was. That was like not cheesy pain, at it all. It's painful, was... but at the same time, it was really well done.
1: You know what? It probably wouldn't be as cheesy and as painful if you just let it happen and stop yeah. catching it. Okay. <laughs> you, you know li- what? As a listener, I personally, you guys already know what's happening.
2: But hey, Drew, I feel listen, like we always build Drew.
1: up these sweet sideways, and then you just shut them down.
2: Because they're like dad jokes,
1: It this is the daddest the, of podcasts I've ever heard. <laughs> so,
3: like, none of us are none fathers. of
1: us, two no. <laughs> humans. Yes, to pets. That's fair.
3: We have pets, I have, but anyways, I don't have a pet. I'm you oh.
1: had a snake for a long time, though,
3: Jeremiah. I did. Wait, what? I had yeah, a pet he's... snake for Wait, like eighteen I years. I didn't know. I didn't know. And then that, when but... I had to move into an apartment, they wouldn't have let it, so I had to like give it away to like the Herpetology oh. Society of Minnesota. Drew brought me.
1: I did. Wow. I have wow. a picture of him with his last snake. Yeah, he
3: was the last person to see my pet snake before I gave him And up.
1: I was one of the first people, too.
3: That is true. Because <laughs> when crap. I got my golden my, my golden birthday, the mm. day before my golden birthday was, or two days before my golden birthday, September 10th, 2001, the next mm. day was 9-11, and then it was my oh, golden gosh. birthday on the 12th. Oh, gosh. So like, all of that is seared in my mind. And at yep, the same man. time, that's when... Drew and his brothers were able to meet my snake. Anyway, this, coffee. This
2: went to a place
3: <laughs> that I never expected it.
1: See? See, don't jump the gun. You never know hey, what can happen.
2: Everyone that's listening to this right now, you and I just found all of that out simultaneously. I did not know any any of that. So anyways, yes. The first thing I like to personally, honestly, I'm being 100% real. The first thing I like to do in the mornings is make coffee. And uh, it just so happens that the second sponsor for today's episode, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea, makes, well, I I guess I should say roasts, some fantastic coffee. And uh, without further ado, let's just go ahead and listen to a word from that sponsor, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor for today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that they have a subscription service that gets those amazing coffee beans delivered to your door on an either weekly, bi-weekly, or a monthly basis. Unfortunately, we're all being negatively affected by this virus right now. But that being said, what a better time to try some new coffee and support a local business. I know they'll greatly appreciate it and we will too. After all, using the code EMPIRE radio with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, when you start a new subscription at wesleyandrews.cc, you'll get 50% off your first purchase. I can't think of a better deal. Get 50% off, support a local Minneapolis coffee shop, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. Get awesome. a subscription. Go buy a tie or a, a pair of cuff links or something while you're on the internet. It's Black Friday and, and cars, everybody's yep. buying stuff today except for me. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, except for me.
1: And, and like a snake, we're going to sliver back into. Okay. The all right. Podcast. Uh, okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So it's, it's morning and the last. Yes. Green patch of life on the whole entire planet, except for in the garden on of the magistrate. We find some green grass where Ahsoka yes. goes to test Grogu, and she picks up a rock off the floor, like typical Jedi fashion. And it's it's more than just lifting rocks, but apparently, wax you gotta on, lift wax rocks off. You gotta yep. you gotta move the rocks. So she picks up a rock the size of like a quarter pebble. or pebble, plum, whatever. And, you know, she moves it to the child and the child catches it. And she's like, all right, send it back to me. Like, <laughs> and the kid's like, has no, like, doesn't know what to do. Like, he just kind of, whatever in this, drops it. And that I, was kind of very I wanna, anticlimactic for me when I was watching. I want to
2: make a note that. I empathized so much with Dinjarin's impatience.
3: Yep. Yeah.
2: Like you could tell he was super impatient and I was the whole time I was like, just do it, dude. Grogu, just do it, man. Come
1: Hurry on. Hurry up, do it. Grogu,
2: quit quit being stubborn, bro. Just do it. Like I was right there with
3: Dinjarin yeah. the whole <laughs> time. No, yeah, and it's and like that, uh, it's like when like you see something crazy that just happened and like like you tell people and they don't believe you like, no, really? no no i saw this i'm like yeah i'm like like, he lifted a giant mud horn and saved my life like yeah he can lift this rock like it's not that hard that's like believe me and so that was this very a sad moment like dang it like does this what does this mean what is this how is okay going to interpret this because she knows that it's been trained and has ability but he has hidden his ability so um Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so there's, so she tries something different with Mando and tries to be like, all right, now I want to see if he responds to you in any special way. So yeah. he grabs the rock, and you know, he's all right. He's like, take the rock from me, take it. You know, you can do it. I like do it, kid. Like, I you got this. Oh wait, wait, wait. Wait before that. Before that, when Ahsoka hands off the rock, like he's the kid. He refers to the, the child as the kid. Hey, all right, kid. Like, yeah. And she she kind of walks behind him and says, "Grogu." Like, yeah. say no, calm Grogu. And like the smirk that she had on her face, it reminded yeah. me of her nickname Snips. Yeah, where it's like she makes a little like snarky remarks, like sarcastic remarks that pissed off Anakin all the time. But like she did it there, and like that's Ahsoka. Like that's her typical snippy self. And I'm like, all oh, right, that's yeah. cool. And so this is when he's, all right, kid, Grogu, take it, take it, blah, blah, blah. And kid's is like, doesn't respond. And Sokka's like, all right, I need you to try and connect with him. And he's like, thinking, thinking. And I'm like, he's going to grab the yeah. ball. Yeah. Like, this is it? Yeah, I knew, I knew he would. This is going to be their moment. And you see him reach in, and the kid brightens up, and... He Force pulls that thing quick, it didn't just yeah, he float does. through there. It. it was like, That's my toy! <laughs> like, he just, yeah. Whoosh. And Din Djarin is ecstatic, he's, he's like, so happy. He's like, Yeah, good job, kid! Good job, you're like the, the best dad ever. Like, he just his kid just got his first base hit ever, like in t ball yeah. or something like that. Yep. And, yeah,
1: <clears throat> and then she's like, He's
3: too old, you know. He no, and she's like, she So he's like. <laughs> So, like, this is all the information you need, right? Like, you can take him now. And she's like, "I'm not going to train a child." And he's like, "Why?" Too old. He has the attachment to you, and I've seen what this attachment can do to a fully trained Jedi Knight. Yeah, and this opened up a lot of questions because. The attachment thing, I feel like, was a flaw. Like, they're teaching on the attachment was a flaw of the Jedi. And I I would have thought that Ahsoka would not use that against someone training in the with the Force. Because I feel like she's over that dogmatic idea. And so that was, like, weird for me. And then... Okay.
2: I don't think it's as weird if she has more contact context as to what actually happened because we see, okay. So one, we know that there is a recognition of who Vader is in Twilight Mm -hmm. of the apprentice, right? Mm -hmm. We know that we know that there's a moment where she's like, I'm not going to leave you again. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, so she knows what happens. If she were to learn more how it happened and she were to piece together that Padme was a massive part of that fall. I think it would make sense.
3: I don't know, I feel because Ahsoka would have to know for her to make that claim that the attachment is such a threat and she's referring to Anakin, that like she has to have learned new information. Like she knows more than we think she knows about the details of that though. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. But I'm saying, so, like, one, how exactly did she learn all that? Like, did she learn that in the Jedi Temple on Lothal when she connects with Anakin? And he's like, where were you when I needed you? And she's in tears and stuff like that. Like, did things get pieced together there? Um, Because it, it was very weird. Like, how did she know how deadly an attachment could be without knowing the details. And it begs I me, mean, like, how much How much does she know? Like, like during the Clone Wars, did she know that Anakin and Padme were romantically involved? Probably. Because, like, like... I mean... It seems like we, we would think that, but it's never clearly stated. And we know Obi-Wan has his suspicions, because we see that in Bad Batch arc. Um, but... Well, there's, uh, a- a, there's a deleted scene.
2: I can't believe I didn't think about this, but I'm pretty sure there's a deleted scene for Revenge of the Sith where Obi-Wan and Padme are talking in that where he's like, Anakin's the father, isn't he? You know, like that whole scene? Where well, he's not- like... Oh, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Where he's like, I pretended not to know, or I pretended not to know. Like, I knew the whole time, but I pretended not to know because you were the one thing in the galaxy that brought him joy, that made him happy. Hmm. And so Obi-Wan, okay, first of all, Obi-Wan knew. I'm pretty sure, sh- I'm like 99% sure that's a deleted scene too. But, and it's a really touching moment. But then, if, if Obi-Wan knew, I know Ahsoka knew. I know she did.
0: Well, And, and then like, third, I,
2: like... I think that if she knew about Tython... And the temple, I mean, there are so many opportunities for her to have learned something through the Force. Right. Yeah. You know, I, it, it's possible.
1: Well, and I feel like Obi-Wan knew because Obi-Wan also had feelings towards someone else. Yeah. um, and Like a love interest. So, like, I feel like he he could see the struggle that Anakin was having because um, it's the same struggle that he had to deal with at one point. And clearly, and I just feel like, I don't know. It's. I don't think they hide it that well. They did not hide it that well. They were really bad at hiding it. They
2: they Which, were terrible. It was like it was like the two kids on like a youth group trip that you know yeah. are making out in the corner, but mm-hmm. then they try to deny it. and You are like really. Yeah. Was where have them, you guys been? Yeah. Where have you guys been for the past fifteen minutes?
3: Huh? Yeah. That didn't what? make any sense. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, so it, it was just. Like I said earlier, like I was just surprised that Ahsoka used that attachment teaching from the Jedi when she's not a Jedi. Um, and yeah, that's... like, and the thing is, that attachment teaching is what is what was was his, was Anakin's downfall. But that's because it was him going against a rule in in secret that caused that. To fall, but if it was not a rule and there was teaching on how to maintain that it could have been a right. better outcome
2: and and again it's this concept of balance and not going too far
3: right you and know? then but also in return of the jedi it is luke's attachments that cause him to save the galaxy right and not to, That's what and I'm not saying. turn to the dark side and so That's what yeah. i'm saying yeah so I feel. Do you think Ahsoka knows of Luke at this point?
1: Uh, I, I don't
3: know. I just okay, think.
1: Well, I have some. I think we should keep going on to the story before we ask these speculation questions, because right. well, she does reference that there are
3: only a few Jedi left. So, like, and
1: I have some speculations, and I, I want do, to know what you I guys. I do too. <laughs> so I
3: think well, we should just so keep here,
1: going because we're not. Even, here's the
2: thing. Here's the thing. I think even if she doesn't know about Luke, I think she's come to the conclusion, like, again, because we're talking about the Grey Jedi, like, balance of the Force thing. Like, she understands the value and the strength of attachments, but when you let that be, like, Anakin was like, th- that was the thing that literally drove him to the dark side, was him trying to save Padme from death. And he became obsessive, he, ke- he became compulsive when it came to that attachment, he became, like, like he got had tunnel vision, really bad tunnel vision when it came to that attachment, and that was the thing. That Palpatine used primarily to turn him to the dark side, and that's the thing. Like, I think she understands that attachments can be very good, but it's that attachment coupled with the fear of loss mm. that she saw drive Anakin mad and drive him to to evil. Um, and I think, as someone who has drifted from the Jedi teaching, because like it's the part of the Jedi teaching that they didn't teach, that attachments can be strong, that I think she's realized. But then I think she also realizes, to, she pulls from the old Jedi teaching in that in excess, in an unhealthy way, it can lo- just screw someone over, you know? Um, And I think that's why she refuses is because she senses the attachment plus the fear. It's right. not like an attachment and like I'm at peace letting go if I need to. It's like an attachment plus... I can't live without this person and I will yeah. do desperate things if I if I do, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: So when when the the chapter 13 is called the Jedi I'm refraining this as now like it's not Ahsoka it's Grogu is oh, what this is implying for.
3: No, I I really? think it's, no. I
1: I I really do. I think it has to do with him like from his past and seeing if he could become the Jedi in the future, hence oh, I, th- I think no. next- I
3: think it's Ahsoka. I, it's Ahsoka. Like it don't it really? make sense because every episode is about the main focus of the episode. The main focus yeah. of this episode is Ahsoka. Yeah, like
1: but she's not a Jedi unless she became a Jedi. Yeah, but yeah, but like they, they everyone else, everyone yeah.
3: else in the well, universe thinks she is. She's the only the, one that doesn't consider herself a Jedi.
1: Because this is different since we've saw saw so, like the last time we saw her right was actually around this time period and right. so my question is does she become a jedi again or she's choosing to go back into no. that
3: no she throughout the episode she she talks about the jedi as if they are someone she is something that she's not associated with yeah and mm-hmm. like the fact that din Djarin was quested to bring Grogu to the Jedi, you can. You always see her being hesitant because she doesn't consider herself a Jedi. Yeah, and even, even at when at the end of the episode when she says, "Maybe a Jedi will come and find him," like,
1: and they can decide.
3: uh, It's almost like I can't decide decision make this decision because I'm not a Jedi. You requested to find a Jedi. I am not a Jedi, but I can she point you in the direction. She just felt
1: very more Jedi-like than like just deciding more. not to train him because she doesn't want him to become part of the dark side. Like all this, it felt more of like something we see, like like how certain people on the Jedi Temple didn't want to train Anakin, and it's the same similar situation of like like he's too old, he's attached to his mom, like, we don't want him to become a bad guy because of all this attachment issues, and it kind of felt like that. And I'm like, but why is she that concerned about that? And so it just felt like she was more Jedi-like than we've seen her in a while. That's all I was saying.
3: Well, yeah. And as
1: a viewer that doesn't understand her origin, I feel like it kind of is confusing.
3: It is. And... That's why we gotta encourage our fans who haven't watched Clone Wars yep. and Rebels, go watch them. <laughs> well, as I would say as a viewer who hasn't seen Clone Wars and Rebels,
2: hearing her referred to as a Jedi the whole time, it makes more sense that the, the episode's called the Jedi. Because it's right. a clear distinction. Yeah. That's like, fair. oh yeah. Well, if everyone else calls her the Jedi, then she must mm-hmm. be the Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Right yeah right
1: and i i guess it's a good segue like if you guys don't understand this and you want us to do a more breakdown down on ahsoka's character we yeah. kind of haven't really done that and i feel like that might be a cool episode to do i kind of yeah. just tear down her character from the beginning to what we know of her now it might be a future episode of empire radio if you guys want to see that make sure you guys go to our social medias comment uh leave like questions and concerns and if you guys actually want to see this because i feel like that might be a good episode to have jeremiah kind of walk us through Ahsoka that's, as that's a so much Ahsoka hey. stuff like i've plan it for like people... six months
3: <laughs> i mean but anyway it'd be cool that'd be fun to do though i agree all right so, yeah let's let's, so, let's
1: wrap this up like let's get to the right. speculation well,
3: well we still got a lot to talk about but um <laughs> yeah so when Ahsoka says that she's not going to train Grogu, she starts to walk away. And Din Djarin's like, I was hired to kill you. Mm-hmm. And she stops. Like, I I wonder... That was kind of confused me. Like, what caused her to want to team up with Mando? Like, I didn't... What did you guys think? Because wh- why would that specific... Phrase caused her to want to team up because like he had an in. That what it
2: was. He had a con. He had a. I think it's because he had a connection inside the walls, and she would be able. Because I because like all of a sudden she's got this perfect opportunity to say, "Oh, you did well. Let's pretend like you failed, and we're gonna sneak you in." You know, like it's just it's a really big advantage. When she hears that
3: I, I, cause honestly, I thought something, it was going to go the opposite way where he captured her in a sense and was bringing her in. And that's how that was going to be her in. Cause like, well, but he was tasked to kill her. Well, right. But not capture, her, you know, but the thing is, (laughs) what was accomplished in that final mission in a sense, that Mando's character mattered to what she did because think, she killed yeah. all the guards, like sure. almost all the guards herself, except for like a few that Mando did. And then she fought the magistrate and won. But like, could she have done all that without Mando? And I would say probably yes, because he only killed the main guy he killed was that second hand man or whatever.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing was to kind of let them know that like even their best guy couldn't do it, and yeah. and it kind of gave them a lot more fear, and because of that, they were acting very more. I would say in the sense of like
2: they were more cautious uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, and they kept messing up, and like her really s- intense battle droids or whatever they are called yeah Um, the assassin droids droids, like she sent them out maybe earlier than she wanted to or like you know i mean like it's just like they're it kind of felt like they potentially messed up and honestly as a viewer i the first time i didn't get that um you guys are talking about how like that was a, a door to open i was as when i when actually until you guys said that i didn't really put that together i was viewing it as more of a sense like Hey, like I was here. I was sent here to kill you. I'm doing. I'm not doing that. And returns. I'm willing to help you kill these people if you do train my son. Essentially. Well, yeah. I mean, but like, that
2: that was part of the deal. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, I know. But like, like, that's
1: how I viewed. It. I didn't view it as in like because she said that she had a way in. I viewed it more of like hey, I'm I'm actually not going to kill you. Like, I really yeah. don't want to do this. I was yeah. sent here. I'm not doing this because of this, Um, but I am willing to help you.
3: I, I didn't think actually view it, it as her. That is, I guess, re- yeah.
1: I viewed it more of her like, oh, like he was supposed to come kill me and he chose not to right away. Like,
3: and yeah, well, I, that's I guess, the way yeah. I viewed it. Yeah, I guess that makes sense that it was more of, they made a deal rather than her having a change of heart.
1: Yeah. I don't think it was a change of heart. I think it was more of like, Oh Oh, wow.
2: I don't think it was a change of heart as much as she realized her advantage in the moment and was like, yeah, I'm going to make a deal with this guy. Like, you know, it wasn't, I don't think she was ever going to kill him.
1: No, I don't think she was ever going to kill him. But
2: like at the same, I think, I think, I think, you know, she realized the advantage she had. Plus he's like, Oh well. On top of that, I will help you defeat these people if you'll train him. You know, yeah, I, I never like...
1: think she. I didn't. I'm never. I didn't view it as she ever had an advantage. I viewed it more of like, hey, he is actually really wants to make this child's life better, and he could have came and killed me, and he chose not to even try to kill me because this right. is how much he cares for this being, and now he's willing to sacrifice his own life to help me help these other people, why wouldn't I try to give this child another shot? Sure. And that's how I viewed it. I didn't view it as ever she got any more upper or lower hand in the game. I viewed it as more of like, oh, wow. Like, am I supposed to be, like, when she stopped, I viewed it more of like, oh, shoot. Like, am I supposed to actually kill him now? Or as like, is he going to try to shoot kill me and I don't want to kill him? And then when he said all that, it was like, no, he's actually, like, he really cares about this person and he really cares about this child. And that's not a bounty hunter way at all. And I am going to do this and let him join me and potentially maybe I'll, I'll help this child at the end of it.
3: Right. So, well, we should mention, so I think we mentioned it earlier, but uh, the magistrate's name is Morgan Elsbeth Yep. Um, and, and her so her backstory, like we, we said earlier, was, um, so when she was a, I guess a child or a younger person during uh, the Clone Wars, her entire village was killed. And it seemed like she was the only survivor. And the anger and hate that came from that loss caused her to join the Empire and help build their Starfleet, which is a very interesting mm-hmm. um, thing. There's like,
1: going to be some comic book or some book about
3: that. <laughs> I, I, I want to know more. Uh, I want to know uh, more I'll about I'll that. I'll probably read that. And so I kind of have a little like question for you. Do you think she was in the same town that Din Jaren was rescued from? I uh, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of
2: a reach, but it's always possible. You know, it's possible
3: because we we see a town being destroyed in Mando's flashbacks, and we get a reference to a town being destroyed during the Clone Wars. I guess kind of remind me like obviously that happened all the time throughout the war. That yeah, yeah towns and stuff yeah. were attacked, but it would just be very interesting if we found out later that she was from the same town as Din Djarin, and they mm-hmm. knew each other. Maybe like because she doesn't know what he, who he is after all these years. Like, well she would have no way of knowing. Like, yeah, it was funny. I find out Like, they are like...
1: They're cousins. Little, removed. little, like
3: kids' sweethearts. Like, they are like, uh, little innocent. Uh, uh, I don't think so. I, I really <laughs> hope not. <laughs> but I should say, the actress, the actress, uh, Deanna, is like, in her 50s. And so, she would have been probably like, the character would have been like, in her mid-20s or something. Um, During the Clone Wars. So, and then, oh, then Jaren, sure. then Jaren would have been, what he was like, 10 or 12 or whatever it was. Yeah. So he's quite a bit younger, but, um, that was just a thought that I had. Um, so when Ahsoka comes into the town, I really like the scene when she's all the way at the end and she walks in from the side and she w- starts walking forward. Like, oh, I'd be so scared, dude. I'd be like, it's, it felt very <laughs> samurai movie. Well, yeah. Me. Like I, yeah. I've never seen a samurai movie <laughs> and like, I could tell that this whole scene from when she entered in was a samurai. Oh, not yeah, the samurai stuff. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't know anything about it but I'm like this is definitely a samurai if I've seen one <laughs> like, Yeah. And so th- the whole this whole scene was just so beautiful in every way. The cinematography, just the look of everything. Um and so she's like I need to know where your master is, like before this all goes down. Like, who's your master? Like, tell me. I need this information. And so now we know there's a master. Like, who is this master? Like, and then we yeah. find out later. But I'm like, oh, who is this master? Like, what is this? Like a some sort of force wielder, like a, a dark side user, or maybe like an inquisitor, or or something. I'm like, who is right. this? But at the moment we don't. And so then there's a firefight. And so she's this arts. Going between buildings and killing all these soldiers. Now, one quick note: when she's on top of the building, the
2: she's on the roof and she's deflecting the blaster fire. Mm-hmm. That is literally
3: like that was Ahsoka.
2: Like, oh she, yeah. she had done a really good job. But the way she was deflecting the the blaster, it, it, it reminded me of blaster Order
3: Six when she's standing on the little console. Yep. yep. Oh, she's spinning around. It reminded me of that it a also very s- small version of that, but it also
2: reminded me. There's a scene. <laughs> Earlier, when she's on the t- the the back of an AT eight, whatever the the tanks, the clone tanks were, with the six legs AT, AT- something
3: ATTE,
2: yes, yes, that's okay. that's right. And she's she was the deflect- It was the one where she was like arguing with Anakin. Anakin was like, "You got to get out of here. You're about to be overrun." Oh, she's yeah, like, yeah. No, yeah. I can do it. Yeah, but remember, like yeah. she was doing this, she was doing the similar. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I I just I like that detail. I was like, oh,
3: yeah, that's that's a well, saga, it's, you know, it's so a signature because she she's the only one that uses two sabers. Yeah. Or, well, like of single ones, we see yeah. Pong Krell with two sabers, but that's different. Mm, but yeah, he's a so jerk, like, anyways. <laughs> so her, so her doing the deflecting is always going to have that unique look that always points us to her style. Um, but I think the best scene when she was going between the buildings is when she did her twilight of the apprentice mm, opening yeah. her blades together. Yep. I then, love like, that. And like, they did a really good job of showing like throughout the whole episode, her blue eyes. Yes. Like, they, they always popped like always like it's even if like you have blue eye like contacts in like, you're not really going to see it. Cause if it's dark, like you're going to think it's this brown eyes or whatever. Right. So like they put made an emphasis on those bright blue eyes, which I really liked. And then that scene when she pulls, like it's just neon blue in a sense. Like it's just like boom, and she's just so that was pretty cool. Um So after that Mando enters in and he's goes to the like those electrical cage things, like that's like the worst torture device oh, ever
2: i was actually thinking about that <laughs> how terrible because you you can't fall. you get to the point where you want to fall asleep but you can't fall you asleep can't. you can't so, so you have you to can't. keep standing and then i'm like oh my gosh then you're just like you, in between like, tired, i want to fall asleep like i can't yeah but then you get and shocked like, and i'm like oh that's disgusting that's so oh that's so terrifying too
3: good lord because like eventually your legs are just gonna give out and you're not gonna be able to get back up and then you just die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it reminds
1: me of something else, but but yeah. Like someone on a cross and they can't do anything. Oh, oh okay. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I
2: didn't I didn't go there, but I was sure. thinking electric
3: chair, what are you talking about? But um, yeah,
1: it reminds me of like the worst way to be tortured, yeah. Yeah, sure.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um so Mando he comes in and he kills the few guards on the outside of the the inner circle thing where the, yeah. the chambers are, and the the Asian guy, which we see him throughout the episode, like we always see this, like why is this Asian villager like the the face, like the face of this town type of thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and
3: I'm like okay, and so he shows up and Mando points his gun and the guy's like, I'm on your side. And so then they release the people from those cages, um, and is it so then like that second hand the top yeah. the lead guy he shows up, yep, and we see Ahsoka standing on the the yep. wall. She's that just was such there. a she's, that was just a cool scene, yeah, of them like a Jedi and a Mandalorian teaming up together, like. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just like the perfect story like it's just amazing yeah. it's yeah. very cool so, and she just jumps down and then they have so they have a little standoff on the outside and it stands off on the inside and both those scenes were so amazing <laughs> I really liked the back and forth yeah I yeah. I, I liked I, that the,
2: the fight between her and the magistrate was broken up but you could still hear it yeah I love like, that. I love that. So and the much. guy was
3: like, I could win or you could win. And they're just yeah. basing it on the sound inside. I'm like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. But that fight on the inside with Ahsoka and the magistrate was just, it was like so perfect. Like i I've, I think I have to say that the mall, the Soka fight is the best fight, but like, this was just so much different than we've ever seen. And the choreography was still amazing, even though it was very simple because it was quick one, two hits and then they, they back off quick one, two hits and they back off. And the magistrate, she kind of reminded me of, um, Luminara with like wearing the dress in a sense, like fighting with fighting with a dress on. Like it very was very similar to that. I kind of, that and like how Ahsoka was close with Beris Afi, who was dressed the same with the dress. Sure. And so it, it was a very interesting look. And I think the magistrate's look was supposed to be samurai inspired, right? With the, the, the samurais or something have those long, poofy pants that kind of looked like the
2: Hakama. Yeah. I, well, and it's interesting on that note. So I had those at one point when after I, I guess. Maybe the listeners know this. Maybe they don't. But I do have a black belt in uh, traditional Yosekan karate. And after I got my black belt, uh, one of the things that I, I started training in was Iaido and learning how to use the Japanese sword. And I had to wear those. And it's really it's really cool. Especially if you like grow up loving samurai movies. like The second you you finally learn how, <laughs> learn how to put them on and you look at your, yourself, you're like, Oh, wow, still I've have made them? it uh i do it's it's it packed away at my parents house but like i was also 16 and so uh, i can't fit it, it i'm too tall you, for those you need, now do
3: you have pictures of yourself in that when you're 16 like you could post uh on the empire radio instagram i'd have people to could go there to our instagram you know and social media i'd have it?
2: to i'd have to look but <laughs> it, it was interesting because in the concept art for this at the end of the episode it does show in her showdown with the magistrate that that cell of concept art. It does show her wearing a more formal hakama. Mm-hmm. It or it looks like uh, an actual formal hakama. But then the interesting thing is her pants, Ahsoka's pants, look like a hakama that has been bound around the ankles. Which mm-hmm. was actually a a thing that samurai did when they were going into battle. They would still wear a hakama, but they would they would wrap. Pretty much like from their knees down, so they they would have the flexibility because that was the whole thing is they were they were very flexible and they allowed a lot of movement, but it also hid your leg movement too. And I thought it was really interesting how closely Ahsoka's pants resembled more of a traditional samurai right garment too. So
3: it's like I, I knew honestly, that I could I recognized the clothing because like, I've seen. Like that style before. Yeah. I'm like, this is this like a Japanese like samurai dress type yeah. things. So like, I was excited to hear it because I knew you'd know something about it. So that's yeah, uh, I was excited for that. Yeah, so I don't know
2: if it was the magistrate as much, but I do know for sure that like Ahsoka, her
3: outfit was at least her pants were directly influenced by that. Yeah, that's that's cool. And so yeah, yeah. the fighting is going back and forth uh, between the inside and the standoff on the outside, and the the military guy was like you know i have no quarrel with you mando like we don't have to do this like i actually yeah. like obviously like i knew he was gonna pull a trick and try and kill Mando, but like <laughs> right. i wanted to believe him that like that he could be like a character that shows up in the future i like, like his character i like his character yeah. because he yeah he was he seemed like he was just a hired hand that wanted to do the right thing like he said like we both believe in a good cause and we're willing to fight and die for our good cause and like I wanted to believe that they were going to part ways and then we would see him later, maybe team up or something. But right. obviously we didn't. And this whole time, nope. this whole time I was like, where is this assassin's droid? That's supposed to be on the roof. Yeah. Like, this whole, I, I knew he was going to show up eventually, but I'm like, I thought, then I was like, is this guy just stalling until the guy finally walks onto the roof? Like five minutes later when he should have been there, like already. But, um, so ass- it's a cool shot though. It is a cool literally trick. no pun yeah. intended. <laughs> but uh, before that uh, happens, uh, um, so we see Ahsoka get disarmed of one of her sabers. Mm-hmm. It goes into water. I was like, not happy about that. Like they better not kill Ahsoka in this thing. Like that would be. Bro, there's, ra- no, there's no. I would have rage quit Star Wars if they killed yeah. Ahsoka in this episode. Um, so then Ahsoka is just fighting with her her short saber, and. She. That's when she turns it back. How? What is it called? Inverted or what is it? What's the reverse grip? Reverse gripped it. I'm like, yeah. That is Ahsoka's signature stance of holding it like that. And I was like, that's Ahsoka. Like, yeah. I really like that. And so now she has to fight one handed. And I really like how she was holding it, but she had like her fist next to it. Like, I don't really know what the purpose of that is, but like it was like maybe some sort of balance or something of. You
2: know. Right, Jack. I mean, it's, it's, well, no, but for real, like, if you're using a a sword that isn't full length, you have to account, you have to take into account that the shorter blade allows someone to get closer to you. I mean, it does Mm just naturally, especially someone with a longer weapon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm sure that's like, obviously, to grab things with but it's to block it's to I mean it it would it's a a multi use thing for sure like it it was it was a smart move on her part right Um, but
0: also
1: I feel like I mean personally I feel like this whole like back and forth that fighting scene I felt like it was very Ahsoka towing with her like I didn't feel like Ahsoka actually like felt like she was gonna lose this battle at all and then she lost one and then she's like all right i'm gonna turn it on i'm gonna flip my lightsaber over and actually do work like i felt
0: like before Uh, it was it it seemed
1: like she was like kind of just showing how powerful she was like she almost got hit and then she did this dope flip in the middle of it and it was just like come on are you really here do you really want this and then she knocked one mm. of her lightsabers out, and then she's like, "Oh, so you do want this?
3: Uh, All right, let
1: me give it to you." That's I, I, my take on it.
3: I didn't think that because the shot was supposed to mimic two master samurais. Yeah, like sure. And so, like, I just, I, it's I, supposed it's hard to be for
1: me to picture a non Jedi doing work against Ahsoka when we see Ahsoka like survive with Maul. Well,
0: you
3: right. know what I mean? But and Maul
1: killed one of the best Jedi's that we know.
3: Right. But and so
1: for me it just felt a it's, little it's, weird.
3: But it's still a different style of fight because True. Because the staff, she has to stab Ahsoka rather than just hit her with a blade. And so I just think it was just two perfect, like masters wielding their weapon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two masters doing that, it's not gonna be flashy it's going to be professional it's going to be quick yeah and yeah. like small jabs and trying to yeah, i agree see, yeah see a hole that they can get rather than seeing you know just button mashing type of thing and so i thought it was just a two masters at the height of their skill trying to outsmart the other in a way but very skillfully and so i thought it was a was perfectly shot and so what I kind of don't understand though is when she defeated the magistrate, it looked like she cut through the staff a couple times, but then later on, like the staff is full no. length, so like I didn't get no. what happened because it looked like she, it fell apart. She came up,
2: she came up and hooked it with the back of her lightsaber blade, which I might add, risky as frick for <laughs> a traditional swordsman, but a legitimate move in Japanese swordsmanship. Okay, I have to look at I that. I thought it was like, really cool. I thought right. it was really cool. But she uh, hooked it and was able to break it away. Okay. So it wasn't she wasn't cutting it, she was pulling it out of out of her so reach. So
3: maybe because of the angle, of her like fast. her lightsaber was yeah, showing had, the one, but the the hidden part was not was blocked by the light of her it saber. Also, so it looked like it got cut.
1: So when, when she went up like okay. this, I'm I'm as a listener you can't see what I'm doing. But <laughs> when she went up, Jeremiah, she grabbed it with her other hand too, and pulled it down. And kind of yeah. did a switch.
3: Okay, like okay. I'm
1: watching it right now. I can see that she, as she did, so maybe that other hand was to help grab the.
3: Okay, it so
2: was she grabbed really, it really threw
1: it on the ground, and then she was. It like, was
2: a really believable. Like that was the one yeah. thing that I really loved about this was like I was like, that would work. Right, like yeah. it's risky. It's super risky, but like at the same time, that that it's a legitimate move, and and it wasn't something like super crazy over the top. I was like. Good for you, you. That was right. smart. Good job, Ahsoka.
3: Um, so when that defeat happens, that's when um, the military guy is like, "All right, looks like I lost. Like, we can put he down our hear, weapons."
1: He heard the yeah the staff he, fall on the ground.
3: Yeah, I could hear that, and so and then that's when he tries to fake fake it, and he tries to kill Mano. Mano kills him. The assassin droid comes up, and he the Asian guy like look behind you and. One shot like no scope type thing, like just headshots and um so that happens and then immediately it goes back to the magistrate in Ahsoka with Ahsoka like with the lightsaber to her throat. Yeah. Where is your mash? I'm like, okay, this is the reveal. And she's like, Where is (laughs) Grand Admiral Thrawn? And I yelled so loud. I woke up like five hundred people and like my yep. throat is a little sore because I yelled so I'm like, oh crap, do I have COVID right now? Type of thing. Like Bro. <laughs> so ugly.
1: <laughs> but my, my first thing when she said that, I was like, All right. All right, now I'm this like-
3: is this is another million questions now. Like is, yeah. just like well,
1: and I said, Are we gonna see Thrawn? Are we gonna get Thrawn? Like two weeks ago. I want Thrawn. I think we could potentially well, get yeah. Thrawn.
3: Yeah. And
1: you two both were like, No, we're not gonna well, get Thrawn. That's just we're gonna not add too much.
2: Drew, we're well, not getting Thrawn in this series. No, right, I, in this okay, season. but... Or in the season, for sure, yeah. Well, yeah, Because sure. you were saying we, we could get Thrawn in this season, and I was like, dude, we're not going to oh. get Thrawn in this season.
1: Sure, it, okay, sure, but like...
2: They're setting up her show. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're setting up her... I... Okay, well, they kind of announced today that it's going to be movie, that show now,
3: but... Well, that's not an announcement. It's just rumors.
1: These are... Pretty intense rumors.
3: I'm not gonna I, believe it until I actually hear it. Well, I didn't
1: believe that she was in this, and she—they're not
3: gonna—they're not gonna make a movie about Ahsoka either. I don't think that's people aren't gonna go see that. Like, there's not well, enough why? people. There's not enough people that are gonna go okay. see an Ahsoka movie, but this to make it
2: this profitable. This is a good segue into a really quick comment that my brother-in-law and I he made to me, and he he basically said that he kind of formed it as a question but we we determined that we think it might be better to continue the main storytelling of Star Wars through a series like this oh sure i i don't think i don't think that the movies are doing it justice here's why one over oh, no. over the course <laughs> Well, we know why, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, over the course of a series like Clone Wars, like Rebels, like The Mandalorian, um, you have more time. You have more time to develop. You have more time to tell a story. It's a lower budget, right? Yep. So well, it, they're, they cost. Yeah. They naturally, for the most part, cost less money, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you have to you have to be a you have to consider like big name actors wanting to bring them in, you know. But and like at this,
1: the potential of people not. Living throughout the make well, sure, of you
2: know, part, and then yeah. you and then you have to keep ratings up and stuff like that. But I think, like, I think that making the Ahsoka show an Ahsoka movie would be a mistake. I do it would too. Be a big mis- it would be a mistake, and I think they're doing something so well in the world building and the storytelling of the Mandalorian, and hopefully, I would presume will be the Obi Wan Kenobi show too. It'll it's going to be good, you know. Um i I think like this is this is the future of Star Wars, and I don't yeah. think I don't think they need to you know necessarily put a ton of money into movies right while they've got something that is working so well and telling yeah. a deeper story over the course of time Because like if you factor in the episodes alone, they range from what like thirty minutes to forty five minutes you're looking at roughly like six hours, yeah,
1: yeah, a movie. Well, this one was forty six yeah. minutes or whatever it was. right. But yeah, I I just I just people are saying that it's potentially going to be a movie. IGN posted. I, I hope not. Um, like I don't it's want so it. But if it is going to be a movie, it's not going to be in theaters. It's going to be on Disney Plus. Well,
3: if it was a Disney Plus movie, that'd be different. Well, on but... I mean,
1: dude, we're not going to see movies in movie theaters. Sorry for you guys oh. for a long time. Right, and for at <laughs> least another year. So if. If it's going to be, it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Sure. and And, like, so I, I – if they're going to do a movie, it's going to be on the same platform where other people are going to watch this. So I don't think financially they're going to make a huge loss if they did a movie. Um, but I think I do prefer, obviously, yeah. as a content creator as well, I do prefer a show.
3: Yes, um, Right. <laughs> like, but yes yeah i don't even care if they ever make a movie again if so they just keep putting out tv shows like oh great. yeah yeah no, I'm yeah, fine, yeah. i'm fine like yeah
2: and i and i think
1: as long think, as dave filoni and john Penrullo are someone right involved, Hashtag,
3: give it to
2: dave
1: then sure yes yeah. we can do this all day like it's a bit controversial
2: going. but i think i legitimately think and i'm gonna i'm just gonna say it i think if they never made a star wars movie again Ooh. but but kept making great Series, mm-hmm. I think it would be better. I think it would it, be a better well, outcome yeah. in well, I, I do too. I agree. Yeah. Yep. As long so, as the right people
1: are anyways. involved, and clearly right now the right people are involved. Oh heck
2: so. yeah.
3: Yeah. And if and if I win a five hundred million dollar lottery and Ooh, I can make Jeremiah. my live action bad batch thing like then Jeremiah Let's do involved. it. Let's do it. Yeah. You All right. Back back to your show. The lottery. Back to the show. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> um. So, victory is won. The 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 town is restored, and yep. we learn that the Asian guy was the previous maybe a mayor, mayor like or some governor, magistrate, yeah. president. But, which is kind of weird. Like if you take over a town, like you probably want to kill the beloved leader so that he can't That's rally true. the people at some point. Or like, but,
1: he was hiding in hiding. That's why he said, "Don't talk to me. Don't talk to."
3: He was oh. he was
2: hidden and then taken from the temple.
3: Maybe I'm sorry.
2: please please continue. Maybe please.
3: he was the Drogu's one. master
2: uh, in the temple. My. Oh boy. You heard As it here first.
1: There, and that was definitely 100 percent wrong. But keep going.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Anyways, um, let's keep going. So they're celebrating in the town. Uh Ahsoka has the staff and wants to give it to Mando. And he's like, He he's he's, he's, so, he's so honorable. He's like the only way I was supposed to get this is if I killed you, and did my end of the deal. I didn't do my deal. Yeah, I, I don't want it. Like, did that, that I don't annoy anybody? No, it didn't annoy me because it showed like, his sense of honor. Well,
2: and sure. then I, I guess the noise is a small is a too strong of a word, but yeah, for a second I was like, Dude,
3: just just
2: freaking take the staff. <laughs> like, no. why would she but, keep a pure Beskar staff? It doesn't yeah. make sense. And it, yes.
3: but then Ahsoka is like, this belongs in the hands of a Mandalorian. Of a Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Right. And he's like, right, I gotta bring this back to my people. And so um he's she's like, well, where's the where's Grogu? And he's like, Oh, he's back in the ship. Um and where's so your
1: friend, she said.
3: Is that what she said? Okay. Where's your friend? So he goes back to the ship and she goes back into the town with the, the the mayor. Um now at this point I'm like, What happened to the magistrate? Like is she alive? Did Ahsoka kill her? Like, where is she? Are we going to see her again in a future episode because she's or in a future show or something because she's related to somehow Where's the Thrawn? Grand There's Thrawn? a
1: bigger question. She never oh, yeah, to gonna... answered the question.
3: Are we going to talk about Thrawn now or No, nah, uh, let's wait. Let's, wait. let's, okay, let's okay, talk okay. about that. Okay. Yeah. So hurry up. He goes <laughs> Mano. he goes back to his ship and the child is sleeping in his hammock thing and so cute like he tries to wake up the kid and he wake opens his eyes and goes back and i'm like oh like <laughs> he doesn't want to he doesn't want to leave his kid like the kid doesn't want to go he doesn't want to it's kid time to
1: say goodbye and, he, and you he
3: can tell see. he's kind of like taking his time in the ship getting him ready to bring him to ahsoka yeah and Ahsoka, he goes to leave with the child, and Ahsoka is sitting outside, and says, "I'm not going to take the
2: child." Like, yeah. Okay. To... Did you guys actually think they were going to separate him no. no. No.
3: I didn't. No. No. It was Which... sad. It you was. It was heartfelt. Be mad?
0: Well, oh, I God. did. I did
3: say at the beginning of this when we did our prediction and theories thing that I wish we did part ways with the child because I want him to do other things. But <laughs> I know. You, but I knew story. that. But I knew that they weren't going to separate them. No. If anything, it'll be the end of the season. End of the season, yeah. Or end of season yeah. four. Right. Or five or six, however, seasons they go.
1: Well, they're signed to four at least, so.
3: Right. Um, but Ahsoka gives an, an alternative suggestion on what they can do. And she's like, go to the planet Tython. There's an ancient ruins of uh, Jedi Temple that. Is Has a strong connection with the Force. Put the child on the meditation table at the top of the mountain and let him choose his own path like Luke. And mm. I was thinking about like Ray meditating on ah, Octu. Yeah, a, same. Um, and I'm like and let him choose his own path. Uh, maybe a Jedi will connect with him and come find him. But then she's like but there's not a lot of Jedi left, so like I don't know if that's like if that's gonna happen, type of thing, and they part ways, and that's the end of the episode. Yep. And so I do know I looked up Tython. Tython is canon in from the comics, Doctor Aphra. Yep. And so yep. Vader has been to Tython, and so there's that. But the question is what Jedi could possibly show up or connect with the child? All I know is Ezra, which I think would be the most likely one, Luke and Leia. Those are the only Jedi that we know of. Um, I I would say that Ezra is the most likely one because it'd be cool to have two parts of one story, Ahsoka in one episode, she's still trying to find Ezra, we're assuming. right? Um, And we find Ezra in a sense in this part, so there's two ends of the story that are not connected yet, and we will see in a future show with Ahsoka how they end up crossing paths again. So that's what I think is most likely, but and I think, because I think it'll be too hard to have Luke or Leia show up. Okay, first of all,
2: Tython in the expanding universe is quite important because it is the the in the expanding universe believed to be the birthplace of the Jedi.
3: It does say that it's considered to be theorized as one of the first yes. ones. Yes, so it's it up there with Oktu. Okay,
2: well, it, it is in t- canon. It's theorized along with Octu and a few other places, but right. As the site of the first temple, at least, but in legends, it's very widely considered or believed, at least, to be the birthplace of the Jedi, and it has two moons, which are uh let me the uh, uh, Ashla, uh, no two, Ashla and Bogan, and Ashla and Bogan were the old names nicknames for the, for the yeah the light and the dark side of the force. So this like cause... Tython is a very important place as far as the force is concerned especially and because they it's have also been in the using a lot of
1: like non-canon stuff and yep. making it canon throughout the season yeah. so it, that is really good to know it's not like normally me and jeremiah both tell andrew that's cool but it doesn't matter <laughs> right but throughout this show we are learning that yep. it might actually matter, so we're just yeah. gonna say cool.
2: Yeah, Sweet. yeah. <laughs> Um, but I I would like it to be Ezra or Sebastian Stan as a young Luke. That could be That's, or younger Luke. Luke. Yeah, but yeah. then another thing that this is a little wild. Okay, this is a this is a wee bit wild. But another thing people have I and uh, someone told me on Instagram was that it could potentially be Mace
3: Windu. Uh, Again, I, I heard. Huge stretch. Huge I think I. Huge stretch. I saw like a, a thumbnail slash title oh, on YouTube of that theory. Oh, yeah. But I don't want yeah. to be.
2: I don't want it to be well, either, especially because Samuel Jackson is, is like really old now.
0: Well,
1: it would which I guess would, ma- align which would make
2: with... sense. But at the same time, but it's like. Also, I, people I are
1: speculating that he is the one that took him out of the temple. So
0: people. Oh. The same person oh, that is saying this,
1: the same people are saying this, are saying that he, when he fell, he ran in and hid. Gorku. Now that that oh, would be sick. And
3: shoot,
1: if that is the case, then him bringing him to there is going to tell him that he's still alive.
3: Yeah. And he now, I would super Here's here's the thing. I wouldn't be against if in the flashback yeah. they have Mace Windu show up at the temple yeah. after he yeah. went through the window and then Anakin kills him. Ooh. Like, I wouldn't mind Finishes that. Finishes his job. Finishes the job, type of thing. I,
1: so, for me, the Mace, like... Like, that, that whole thing of him saying, what have I done? Like, there's no turning back. I think it wouldn't be as powerful if he went down the hall... And saw him and then finished the job. Oh, you guess. know what I mean? Like it wouldn't right. have the same effect. I feel right. like the better of like he did survive and he was able to grab one of the younglings before the young boy upstairs found him and cut him yeah. up. He grabbed a youngling and ran out the door with him and tried to hit him. Yeah. That'd be really cool. And it'd be kind of sweet. Cause we do hear his voice at the end of episode nine yeah, we and do. we also hear Ahsoka's and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're dead right so which I'm I think is it. really cool but yeah. I my 100% guess is we're seeing Luke
2: that's, I'm that's saying Luke or Ezra
1: I'm not saying Ezra because I think she's finding trying to find Ezra and that's why Theron okay, is in but play because has Ezra
2: my question is, okay, but if it's Luke, my question is if Luke decides to train him, I don't think what just, happens I to
1: I don't think the child's getting trained,
2: okay, let him give his question though okay, but what I'm saying is if Luke decides to train him, if he does what where's grogu I mean like we we know that uh, th- because of the sequel trilogy that Luke's temple eventually falls, and there's no mention of grogu there's i mean like there's no oh, yeah. mention of. Any of that, and the Jedi are killed. Who we now know was mostly in part of a combination of Palpatine and Ben Solo. But, like, so my question is: if if it's Luke, how do they begin telling this thing's story when we know a definite end of Luke going away, and you know all that stuff?
1: So I think it's going to be one of those things where the child—it's up to the child and the other Jedi. And if, if it's Luke, the child is going to pick Din Djarin over being a Jedi. Like, we kind of know this is going to be a thing.
2: But then at the, um, but the, at the end of the day, like, I feel like that's almost a waste of his character, too, though. Because, like, how are they, are they going to de- confine him to being just this, like, super cute, force sensitive be, sidekick? I think
1: he's going to be a force sensitive Mandalorian. I think he's. I think mm. he's a fouling, and I think that's where they're gonna go with it. I don't. I, I because can see but, him being a Jedi and leaving. Did yeah, Djarne. but
3: you can't see in th- the final season of The Mandalorian the child being much more developed than he is now. Like, yeah, if unless his, they did a huge what? time jump. If if his Force awake, like Force Awakens with him at the temple, like, yeah, maybe they, we could see all of his abilities that he learned come back. Sure. But like, he's still stuck in a baby's body yeah i like, he has I, to have some longevity to I, his story i i, it's I think a waste. i think the closure that we're gonna have with grogu whether it's this season or at the in the final season or whatever cool. is him yeah. being returned to his species like like his species planet or something like because you can you can leave him there and he's with his people and that's like a happy ending for the child not he goes with Luke and he gets killed by Kylo Ren like right
1: <laughs> yeah so another um speculation that people are saying that this is they're they're saying that this could potentially be a full on child of Yoda and what's her name
2: Yaddle no way no way because, no way.
1: Uh, because. Because, I forget the guy's name, but the guy with the really K- little...
2: Okay, but yeah, he has... ki D has like nine wives because his right. species is so rare and they let and, him have kids. That so wasn't... Ca- that's insane. not canon.
3: Uh... <laughs> I think it is. Like I think on Wikipedia on the canon tab, it's canon. I thought I that was an Expanded right. Universe thing. Well, I don't I know. We'd I have, have to look, look it up. Now, but
1: um, You'd have to look it up. But... So people are saying it's kind of a similar situation where they don't have a species. Like like even Ahsoka said the only other time she's ever seen one is the Grandmaster Yoda. Yeah, and,
3: so she she doesn't even know Yattle. Even though yeah. Ahsoka but, would have been in the Jedi Temple Council or not the council, the in the training of yeah. the Jedi a year before the Phantom Menace. And so yeah. She might have seen Yato, but she would have been too young to
1: understand, remember,
3: her. understand, or remember.
1: So I, I, I think it's a possibility. I'm not saying it. I, do, I'm just telling you guys what people. I are
3: just,
2: thinking. I think I just people are reaching so. for I it. I, reach.
1: <laughs> I think it is reach. Um, I just don't think his species we're gonna ever find, figure it out. I think, I think Jeremiah is sad. I know, but but it, it's, it's implied in
3: the first awesome. season though. But the Armorer returning it to its own kind. Yes. It a was Jedi. interpreted as a Jedi or his species, and so
1: I, I think the Jedi is his own kind. And I think I also don't think that he's gonna get to this high peak, maybe like the last second of this season.
3: Oh, I think the I think he's gonna right. get there, and that's when Moff Gideon is gonna show up. And so if the kids, oh, maybe if the kids' uh, abilities are awakened, he's gonna be able to use the Force to fight off those dark troopers ooh, or whatever. Yeah,
2: also. Plot twist: It is legends that Kiati mundi had
3: five lives.
1: Okay, cool. I oh, thought it was nine. Okay. I heard nine, but
3: well, it's canon in my book. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if only that was the way
2: Star Wars worked. <laughs>
1: Andrew's story would be way different than all of ours.
2: But... Yeah, <laughs> but but I I I don't I, think... I, don't, I don't I think no. it's going to be Ezra. And okay. you know what? I'd I'd love for it to be.
1: I I want Ezra next
2: episode. I want it to be next episode, and I don't want Moff Gideon to show up right away. Right. So I
1: think – okay, so I'm going to say mine, then Jeremiah, you can end it with your speculation. My speculation is one, I think Ahsoka is trying to find Thrawn because Thrawn has Ezra. Yeah. And I think that is going to be the whole Ahsoka story. Yep. Um, do I think we might get Ahsoka at the end of this? Maybe? I'm not sure. It would be cool if it is Ezra and Ahsoka comes to help fight these guys and fights, what's his name?
3: Moff Gideon.
1: Moff Gideon. Um, that would be interesting. I'm down for that too. I don't think that's going to be the thing. I think that's going to be their whole side thing. And I think it's going to be Luke. I think before they even get to this part, why they're in space it's they're going to get captured or something and moff is there like it's going to happen really quick most i'm going to say probably 95 percent they're going to end up back on the fall or whatever or fall right where
3: navarro you mean
1: i meant yes that one i knew that (laughs) didn't sound right when i said it Uh, i think they're going to end up there and it's all going to end up back there Somehow. Well, that
3: but that, that facility has been was completely destroyed, so they're not going to go back to yeah. Navarro for that.
1: But he has to get laboratory. them back, unless they steal the child back, and he needs help trying to get this. And he grabs everyone he found. I don't
3: know. There's, I don't know. There's,
1: how, I don't know where they're going to go from there's, here.
3: There's so many directions, and so I think, I don't think we're going to see Ahsoka again in the Mandalorian for sure either. this season. Maybe in future seasons, I don't know. Um, probably not. I really, I hope think. You're wrong. I think that, you know, with her and the Ahsoka or
1: there's only three episodes left, right?
3: That is true. Yeah. Her her with the reference to Grand Animal Thron, I think is the setup for her future show. Correct. And I I think that the Ezra if they brought in Ezra for next season or this season or something that that would be an also to point towards that. Yeah, and I, I think it would be it'd be interesting because people who don't know Rebels and are only watching the show, they wouldn't know that Ezra is connected to Thrawn, right? And so for them to watch the show and see this, like they're not going to know that. But then, like if they were to watch um, Rebels before season three or something, and they see this whole storyline, like oh, cool, that's sweet. Or if in the next uh, an Ahsoka series they'd be able to oh I didn't know they were connected that's pretty cool like there's that aspect so I think for Ahsoka stuff I think we're basically done but I think they're they're going to continue to plant seeds for the Ahsoka show
1: so Jeremiah why do you think she needs to find Thrawn then like what is the purpose of finding well
3: it's with she's trying to find Ezra so like yeah like you said.
1: Tell him to go to this place and maybe a Jedi will come if she thinks Ezra would come because then what did she do that? She himself? doesn't think
3: Ezra will come, she thinks that the uh Grogu could connect with a Jedi somewhere in the galaxy. Oh, come and find her. So that... she doesn't know anything oh. she doesn't know anything about Ezra. She doesn't assume Ezra's gonna be there. Yeah, gotcha. but And, and I'm... technically Grogu and
2: the Mandalorian could have a have a complete interaction with Ezra and asoka would never know and they yeah. would never know to tell him hey your friend Ahsoka, you know like depending on what happens in the episode they yeah. could literally cross paths with both of them and they never yeah make that's that what i'm
3: that's what i'm hoping will happen yeah. so there's that but i do think that somehow grogu's going to awaken himself to the force on the, I really the temple well, there's no other way to say it. No, just... Unhide his reveal his ability, but so. I I really want next episode for Moff Gideon to show up at that temple and have Grogu use his awakened ability to that would be cool. <laughs> fight somehow because if he was trained for twenty, because if he's fifty years old and this is twenty five years later from when the Jedi temple fell, like he would have been 25 years old. And if he was trained for 20 years or longer, like he probably has immense ability that he was just confined to a child's body that he couldn't use. And maybe now he's older, he can use it more effectively and he's going to be moving a lot of rocks in a, in the rebels (laughs) of, of, of the temple. But yeah. Um,
1: uh, real quick, I want to get to the timeline. Okay. From rebels to now. Okay. Uh,
3: really quickly,
2: I re- I just want to make note that Thrawn's one of my favorite characters, and I really want to see him in live action. Oh, okay, me too. He was in my top
3: five, and I think he was in all of our top fives, right? He was in all of our top fives. Yeah. Was the five. on all of our top fives, or was it just two uh, of us? No. Yeah, no. Andrew's the only one that didn't have him. In her, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, timeline.
1: Timeline. Uh, but yeah, it's Thrawn. I I I literally almost cried. Anyways. <laughs> But I think the biggest thing is we are literally potentially at where we see Ahsoka last in Rebels could be literally after what we just saw Ahsoka.
2: Yeah, it could be.
1: And leading up to this part, we didn't realize that. Um, But if you look at what's her name's child. um,
3: Spectre six or seven.
1: Whatever, Harris' yeah.
3: kid, Jason Sudeikis.
1: Harris, yeah. Harris' kid, um, he is on Canon. He is six years old. This is five years after Endor.
3: Well, six years old at the after the Battle of Endor? So that's but that was still just before, um, a New Hope when he would have been conceived. So. If at the last Jedi or not last Jedi, the Return of the Jedi, he's five or or six, like you say, then he would be eleven now, five years after that.
1: See, that's not. Yeah, this is where it gets because people are saying that he is six, and this season could lead up into his him being six years old. Which that's why I'm kind of confused that's, about it. That's
3: not accurate because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because he would I be thought. he would be six after, just after the last the, the the return of the Jedi, or,
0: but
1: when we saw him, he was six. Right. And that was after Empire.
3: That was after Return, return of, the of the Jedi. Jedi. But the show yeah. is five years after. So when Ahsoka shows up on yeah. Little Fall with Sabine. I'm thinking that's within a year of To Follow the Empire. So I think that Ahsoka Sabine scene is four, probably four years before the Mandalorian show.
1: Yeah. I was viewing it and other people online were viewing it more of like we saw them and then it goes into this and somehow they got separated. Cuz my my question is where is where is she?
3: Sabine? Yes. I think they're both looking following leads on Yeah. on on Ezra, on, on Ezra. and so obviously and you, know,
2: and you know what? I I'm this is going to kind of be a cop out but like I, I don't there's a part of me that doesn't care because I know we're going to get this story. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. like I, I have so much trust in Dave Filoni and John Favreau now that, like, there's for me, there's almost I, I might be a killjoy, but there's almost not even a point of me speculating this because I'm like, <laughs> you know what? At some point, we're gonna get it revealed, and if it's half as good as this episode, it's still gonna be amazing. Yeah, you know, well,
1: uh, and like at some point, I, I, I feel like this is gonna. He wants to finish Rebels. It feels like I don't know. Like,
3: it, yeah, the Rebels sequel s- series, which is yeah. Which would be an animated one, not a live action thing, but we don't know. It's all rumors. But I mean, this right. well,
1: it could be live action stuff now. He could just make it all oh, yeah. live action
3: because be the, the the voice actor for Ezra does look very similar to Ezra. So, like, yeah,
1: but then that one guy said that he looks like him.
3: Well, that's that was just fake. But
1: or yeah. yeah. it? We could get him next it's week.
3: The same, same with um, Sabine's voice actor. She could potentially, you know, play, play, have dyed her hair pink and purple and stuff, and then look like, yeah, Sabine. So, So,
1: okay, well, yeah, I I was just kind of, I still am kind of confused on this timeline, and I don't know where
2: I don't think we're meant to be able to fully piece it together yet. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it'll it'll all come together in the end.
1: That's true. So, all right, I don't know.
3: I was this is one final thing for me. I was thinking today about how amazing Dave Filoni is at this show, and I, oh, was, yeah. thinking, I was thinking, Dave Filoni is waymaker, miracle worker. Oh my gosh! Get, promise keeper. Put your freaking light in down. The darkness. Get out.
2: Get out. Just go. You need. You need to go terminate your lease, and go live a life on the roads now. For those
3: of you who do not human. know what I just said. Look up those words on Google and it'll all make no, sense. don't just don't even worry about it. Y'all, <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> there's already pictures going around. Like, Dave
3: hey, you Filoni posted is- that picture on Discord, Andrew, yeah. Yeah. Right? Was that you- so it's the same thing. I'm not, thing. We're right. not
1: starting cult on worshiping Dave Filoni or anything, but <laughs> uh, but anyways, I don't know. I don't you guys have any more thoughts? I just it was amazing. I think
3: I think we did a good job on this amazing yes. episode today. And we yeah. kept it
1: within three hours. So wow. um you the listeners give us high fives in your car or wherever, but don't crash. But yeah, just give us high fives because yeah. Um next week, do we have a name? I don't no. think we have a name. No. From Chapter
3: 14, director. that's what we got.
1: Director. Because somehow uh, the director no. this and the name of this was leaked. And I don't understand. Well, that's
3: just to get hype. That's all it was. That was probably oh, purposely worked. leaked. It works. It worked. But I think that's the we're pretty exhaustive in this episode. I'm sure there's a lot more that we could talk about, but it's been a a good job that we've done so far. So, yeah. Hmm. Something else, Andrew? Yeah, they don't have anything. Oh, okay.
1: All right, chapter 14 next week. Only three more, boys. Only three more, and I don't I don't. I at this point, I have no idea where we're going. So.
2: Yeah, I don't either, and I'm glad because we'll find out. I so we've seen I everything like the from the
3: trailer movie. so far. So like this yeah. is the first like non-trailer stuff we've seen. So yeah, everything's fresh.
1: Yeah, yeah we saw everything from the trailers last week. Was the yeah. last one this week? We had, we didn't see any of this, and yeah. so I we have no idea where we're going. Also, what's really cool? I feel like the last two episodes going to be like the last two episodes of season one where they are going to be like back to connected back back to back. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It seems like, they're going to be longer than last season's too. So which is sweet. Um, But yeah, who knows? I feel like this might end up not really moving the story too much next week, but who knows? Who knows? Dave they could knows. get Luke next week and Leia the, the week after that. And Chewie the third week, who knows?
3: And who knows? There's maybe Boba Ant- Fett. You never know. And Boba Fett could you just never
1: show know. up next. Oh, dude, stop! stop.
3: <laughs> All right, we gotta stop. Close this out, Drew.
1: All right, you have been listening to Empire Radio, going over the Mandalorian season two, chapter thirteen, the Jedi. I've been Drew.
3: I'm Jeremiah, and I'm Andrew.
1: And may the force be with you.
3: Always.